Number nine. Number nine. Number Whoa. nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Welcome to the ninth episode of the who knows what we're going to call it from this point on. The name podcast. is 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 being debated from now on. We we've decided to change it. Maybe maybe from what it was. I think we might change it. Do you even know the name of the podcast currently? I have no idea what podcast I'm on. All right, so this is the ongoing joke. <laughs> this is every- the ongoing joke that I think is going to end from this episode forward. Yeah. I think it's we have really decided on a new name. So you know what? Can we? Should we just introduce it as the new name? Let's not. <laughs> and build suspense for the next, and we'll make a formal announcement next time. Once okay. We, once we so up until together. this point, we have called it the Ejaculation Podcast. <laughs> what do you think? Mm, I like the name. Uh, we'll decide if we're going. I think it'll be a lot of disappointed up. listeners. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, because like every, basically every time we have a guest on, we always forget to explain the name. Uh, so we have to then we, every time we have to explain it, which is kind of stupid. Whenever we like are doing this every week, but go for it. So <clears throat> this okay for the seventh time or ninth time rather, oh, fourth it's, time, whatever. Right, because we haven't right anyway. Um, uh, it's uh, the E Jack is e- Evan Johnston, Andrew Cameron, E Jack. All right, and then it's just ejaculations. <laughs> we thought it was so clever. Yeah, it, I clever. think it, I think it's a great name, but yeah. um, Evan's cool boss said that it's not a really great thing to do but you know, no he put something in perspective for me it's just like the fact that if we have to explain it every time it's not a good good name you know what i'm saying i know what you're saying um and i, I just feel like are are the name that we're considering we would also kind of have to explain but then there is no, no there is no explanation there's no explanation for it so We'll build the suspense. We're not okay, going to announce what it's okay. going to be called. We might. Okay. So that's not it. That's what you've been calling it. So that's far. what we've been calling right. it so far. All right. But we're going to change it. Maybe. Um, so, uh, guest, would you like to introduce yeah. yourself? All right. My name is Zayan, and is that pretty much it. Well, <laughs> that's what all can you I say? need. That's all you need. Um, we know each other through audio engineering school. Yeah. Um, one of my longest friends since I've been in Montreal, a hundred percent fellow Albertan. Fellow Albertan, yeah. Yeah, that's something that we haven't talked about. It goes a long way, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, we're here in the studio once again for the ninth time. Um, We officially, at this point, have made the podcast a real thing. Every episode up until this point has been, um, shall I say, an exercise in futility? No, 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 no. They just haven't been put on the internet because we haven't gotten our shit together to actually pay for our bandwidth. But now we have, and so we actually have space on SoundCloud. So you can download them. They're on iTunes. You can click and like... They're We're available. a real podcast It's a now. real, yeah. legit thing now. Most so. things that, that guests would tell us is like, so is this real? And we couldn't really say yes. <laughs> You're just dragging out here for nothing. No one's yeah. going to be listening to this. Exactly. This I, is- well, whatever. Like, I, f- I think all of the whole time we were... There was no chance that we weren't going to put it up. So yeah. I think it was always real. But, yeah. yeah, it was always real. And uh, here we are. I feel like I have a disclaimer um, just to put out there. Usually the, the process of how we record this podcast is we come in here, well, well completely sober. Every podcast that I've come into, I've been extremely sober. Uh, I just had a my staff Christmas dinner party. Um, so Evan's drunk. I've had a lot of wine. And uh, let's just put that out there right now. I feel now. like when you drink with a lot of food involved, it doesn't count. Here's the thing. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of food. Oh, I left okay. as they brought the food. 
The dinner started at fucking seven o'clock, mm-hmm. so we get there at Talk seven. Talk about a fucking trooper. You got unlimited wine, just drinking wine, uh, talking about mm-hmm. the universe. And this is a Sparrow. This is uh, Blizzard's. Oh, okay. And uh, so yeah, as soon as I was like, "Hey guys, gotta go record my podcast," all the food came. So I hope you said it in a better voice than that. No, I said, go, "Hey I got, guys, gotta I gotta record my podcast." I gotta record my podcast. Uh, yeah, you know I, what? Last week <laughs> I was sick. I had a I had a, um, a sinus infection, which I'm sure both of you are aware. Yeah, I'm sure I made it quite known. Um, I think my voice has permanently dropped. I think I have a lower voice. No, 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 no. It's, it's no? a temporary thing. When you get sick, it's no. But I I'm was... not. I'm not sick anymore. My voice is still low. Hey, did, welcome to the podcast. It sounds pretty much the same. Really? Except when you talk like that. But <laughs> this is my voice. Strange shit happens like that to voices all the time. It's like <laughs> That's I, true. It's that guy in, in Ireland, it was Ireland, UK, something like that, was walking on a beach, passed out. Somebody found him two weeks later, and he woke up. He can only speak in a Jamaican accent. <laughs> Never been to Jamaica. Okay. Seriously distraught, this guy. Wow. Had to relearn a whole British accent. And, yeah, I mean. Was so, he, like, more into, like, Rastafarian culture yeah, he, as well. No he, no, he was from some some <laughs> like butt, some buttfuck town in, in like, Wales somewhere. Yeah. Never even seen a Jamaican, heard a Jamaican. Someone's like, woke up and they're like, "Well, he's Jamaican." No, I don't know. All right, shit like that happens Did his all skin the time. Color change. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel like they have that much sun <laughs> yeah. to really affect that kind yeah, of change. Although, yeah, I if he was Irish, yeah, That's Irish hilarious. UK, something like that. Yeah, I don't know if you can get a tan there at all as much as you try. No. Well, anyway. So, um, how was your dinner? My dinner was... Or your, uh, not dinner, your party. Well, like appetizers. We went to uh, Atma, which is like an Indian place right next to... Uh, or right next to Bliss. Right next to your fuck... Well... I live we directly like, above it. Anyway, don't disclose your location. Mm. Because we've got we've got stalkers. we got stalkers? Okay. This is such a popular I can podcast, deal with stalkers. I've had stalkers like, before. Yeah? yeah? Like bad stalkers? No. Is there a good stalker? I don't know if they're attractive. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe that doesn't make a difference. I feel I, like if you've got a stalker, I, even if they're attractive. If some like, hot chick was stalking me, I'd be totally into it. But what if, no, but if, what if she was just like crazy, like, Andrew, I want you to have my baby. I, I think it'd still be, I wouldn't be like turned off. I think it'd be cool. But I think it's different for girls because um, yeah. guys are like more physically sort of dangerous. and. Yeah. What was Emma saying last time that like uh, Margaret Atwood has a quote that says, Men are afraid women will laugh at them. Right. And women are afraid that men yeah. will kill them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty accurate. Yeah. What what kind of stalkers have you had? Uh, well, I mean, not f- full stalkers. I mean, just really weird people who they followed me. Some sometimes literally follow me. Sometimes they follow me on Facebook, sort of thing, right. and like yeah. make weird comments, right. very personal comments, Ew. like. Oh, that's so you, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, that's so you. Oh, um, I hate that line. Even people who know me really well, I'm a little bit like so unnerved you. by the. Oh, that's such an Evan thing to say. I'm like, you have no. And all of a sudden, you have this existential crisis moment where you're like, it's like, bitch, do you know me? <laughs> yeah, who, is who that something I? I should be saying? Who am I? Yeah, exactly. Now I had this this crazy uh, taxi driver in Abu Dhabi. Abu in Dubai. Because no, yeah, well, but yeah. Is American. Abu Dhabi wait? So I'm, I'm geographically. I don't even know. In no, there, so there are two different cities. Our part hang in on, the UAE. Hang on. What were you doing there to begin with? My mother works there. Okay. So I was visiting her, and I lived there for a while. Wow. What was that um, like? Yeah, it was okay. 
I, I the other thing <laughs> I, you hear like I've heard about Dubai is it's like the richest city or country is a country or a city? The, no, the country is the United Arab Emirates. It's and in it's, the Arab it, Emirates and it's the capital and it's just like the biggest. Uh, Abu Dhabi is the capital, richest city. Abu Dhabi is the capital. It's actually richer because it has all the oil. Dubai is more flashy. It's kind of uh, like it's a, like the Las Vegas of the Middle East kind of thing. Exactly, like, except like way crazier. Right with the Burj Khalifa and the whole thing, all yeah. of that shit. But the way it works there, because it's public transport, but everyone drives or has a taxi or a car. You know, like the, you, you everybody don't, lives you don't take has a bus. Money. Basically, so if, if you don't have a car. The only way you get around is by taxi. So what you do is if you find a taxi driver who speaks good English and is willing to take you to you know a certain part of the city because a lot of times they say, oh, no, I won't take you there. It's, it's too busy. It's rush hour, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, you, you get their number when you leave the taxi the first time. You find a taxi driver who speaks English. He'll take you there friendly. Sort of the, you, know, he'll, you give him your number. And uh, he takes your he takes your number and then you call him and you you say okay I need a, I need a lift here in twenty minutes because I want so you always that. have the same taxi driver if you want if not you can go oh. on the street and hail one or whatever so this one taxi driver it was always this guy and it started calling me at like two in the morning and being like I I was sitting here thinking uh, sitting here at home in my apartment thinking about all the great things you're gonna do in your life whoa and I'm just like what the actual fuck you need to <laughs> slow your roll I don't know you. <laughs> Oh my god! I might remind you that I'm physically. Maybe he just says that to everybody. He's just a really positive guy. Yeah, people, nice people, there are. You know, I mean, it's a different culture too. I mean, people, they're a lot more, they're a lot chummier, and you see like, like you see men like holding hands, and that's just like they're a sign of closeness, and that's like kind of a thing you do. You think about a friend, you call them and like say something cliche and stocky, and you know something like that. Yeah. So I, don't, I mean, things like that, and I actually had a proper stalker in high school. Ooh. Like follow me home sort of thing. I had one of those too. Yeah. So mine was in junior high. They they uh, apparently they said that they were a Wiccan. I don't know if you guys know about Wicca. Mm-hmm. It's no. like a I don't know like they like witches and anyway. And um, their <laughs> their email address was Rikta is back at hotmail dot com. Rikta. Rikta and Rikta is apparently like a like a dark lord of the Wiccan blah blah blah. And he's and so, back. And they're back, back, back in the Wiccan groove, and uh, oh, and what they would say is like, "Hey, I saw you," and they would describe like everything that I did that day and who I was hanging out with and everything. And like, okay, so on the summer sol- solstice, me and my like uh, group of Wiccans are going to kidnap you and we're going to cut you open and eat your entrails by the light of the full moon. I was like, okay, why don't we just go for a beer? Like, beer tastes like piss. Well, okay. So, so you shall drink yeah. our piss. <laughs> the solstice came and uh, nothing happened. So yeah, you still have your entrails. I see. Uh, you're still walking around. You can there? see my lack of entrails. On the you, was part of you like a little bit disappointed? Part of me was a little bit disappointed because you know I was sharing with my friends like, hey, look at this ridiculous person. Like we had theories about who it was. Or were you kind of like um, looking forward to sort of trying to fight them off or something like that? I wanted to be Buffy the Vampire Slayer right. or Butch the Vampire Slayer. The male version, I guess. Which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be Buffy. Actually, I um, I was really, really obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer as a kid, and so me and my friend um, snail mailed. This is like before we had email. We snail mailed Sarah Michelle mm-hmm. Geller. Nice. Like, hey, we really like you. Like, uh, just saying. And she sent us autographed pictures of herself, like as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and. Uh, mm-hmm. No, we looked hot. at it, we compared them, and it was just like a photocopied copy. 
anyway. a photocopy of a copy because that's pretty low <laughs> just you be didn't like, even have an original photograph Jesus no I, I remember yeah watching that show too with uh, God with my mom and she'd always be very vocal about oh I think that who's the guy Angel yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, he's so cute that guy he's so cute and I'm just like <laughs> this is getting really uncomfortable I never really, watched the really show. Like who's which? Who's Angel again? Which? Who does he do? He's the the vampire. Yeah, he was like Buffy's like the evil vampire at some point. No, he was like the good vampire. Wasn't he evil at some point? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember any of that shit. Yeah, I went on for a good like nine seasons, so he was probably both at some. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, they yeah. did a spinoff called Angel, and like we had uh, a girl Claire on last week, Claire and Emma, and Claire seems to know everything about that entire fucking show. Everybody I know who watches that show is obsessed with that show. Yeah, I don't know. I got like, into it, and, and then like, once once the conversation goes that way, it's like the <laughs> yeah, total geeks. They know way too much about it. Then again, once you get me talking about like I don't know, the wire or some shit like that, then it's the same thing. But wire. get off your phone, Evan. We're podcasting. No, okay, you know what? I'm getting like an emergency text from uh, from work. Um, Weren't you just at a party? Yeah, uh, I was just at yeah the party. But here's the thing: what's the emergency? The management, which includes me, is paying for. It. <laughs> Paying for the work dinner. <laughs> I just got a text reminding paying for the what? me paying for the work dinner. You're it's on your dollar? I just got a text reminding me that I have the work credit card. Oh. <laughs> so I left without paying with the credit card. Ha! So um if anybody from from my work is listening to this in the future, I'm That's so, so sorry. Funny. It's in my pocket and I'm not going anywhere. So I'll see you guys in three hours. What are they going to do? Just dine and dash? <laughs> I don't know. Like we'll, 20 people just we'll, casually we'll, sh- we'll, shimmying uh, towards the door. God. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, that was a dumb move. Today has been filled with like bad moves. So I wanted to tell you this earlier, but I told you I'd wait till we were recording. Um, Zen, I was telling you about this earlier uh, yeah. a couple days ago. I, I had this idea. For Christmas gifts, I'm going to make uh, maple bourbon mustard. Which just sounds so delicious. It sounds so Did you think of that great. by yourself, or did you no. come up with that? Or did you hear it somewhere? Uh, no, one of my roommates made it at her, at her girlfriend's house. And um, she, uh, she made just, like, one batch, you know? So, like, the recipe is, you know, for, mm-hmm. for one batch, like, ten jars. Um, <laughs> I have a bad habit of just taking things to the extreme. And so I decided, why not just multiply the batch by six? That's not even Why, that's not it. even that extreme. <laughs> it's pretty fucking extreme. So by instead six, maybe of maybe by like thirty, that would well, you know. yeah. Anyway, so I went to Jean Talon Market and I got like a whole bunch of mustard seeds. I got two two sixes of wild turkey, a bunch of apple cider vinegar, like all this shit. I basically spent all my money on mustard, which I'm proud to be able to say that because that's like something it's not a, a lot of Europe, people can it's say. It's very European you need problem. Two two sixes of wild turkey. How much bourbon do you put in the? Do you get drunk off the mustard? Uh, you're supposed to be able to taste the bourbon, that's oh. for sure. But you boil off the alcohol, so it's just the taste of the of the wild turkey with the maple syrup and the mustard. So wow. anyway, you let it sit in the apple cider vinegar and the bourbon for 24 hours. So I did that. Everything looked good. And then you're supposed to add some water and some salt and the maple syrup and, and stir it up. Actually, the recipe calls for honey, but I... How much mustard is this supposed to make? Like, uh, what is one of these six? <laughs> I made 35 jars. 35 jars, so... Okay. So I'm getting one, basically. Yes. Okay, good. But, okay, before before you say, okay, good, I think multiplying it by six may not have been the right idea. I think that if I multiplied it by six, maybe I should have made six batches, like six individual pots, but I put it all into one pot. 
So I think I didn't boil it down enough or I didn't like maybe I added too much water based on the amount of mustard seeds that I had. It's kind of like mustard soup. So <laughs> so the mustard is really runny. It tastes okay. It tastes okay. But it's just very liquidy. So like I don't know, maybe in a couple of days or maybe in a day from now, like I'm supposed to let it sit for 12 hours, but maybe it'll be okay. But oh god, it's it, maybe it'll at, like congeal, congeal or something, something. Like that. at this point it's just not good. And what's fucked up is like, I was like, Andrew, I told you like, hey, you want to get some jars? You want to get on this shit? Yeah. So like, I told a bunch of people like, yeah, I'll make the mustard. Just give me like, you know, four bucks a jar and I'll give you some mustard and you can give it away as Christmas gifts. Jeez, I but, ordered, uh, what, six jars of this crap from you? four. <laughs> oh, okay. But okay, so my plan now is just anybody that I give it to or through association, anybody that these people give it to, just say it takes a year <laughs> To, oh, just put it in your cupboard. And yeah, you eat it, it takes in a, year. a year, so it's like oh, no. it's your Christmas present, but wait a year for it. So and it's, it's figure, next year's Christmas present. Exactly. So I what am I getting this year? This year, um, you're getting the joy of my posterity. Time. My the joy. Of it might be amazing in a year. You never know. It might be amazing in a year, but I figure if I if, even if it isn't amazing in a year, if people wait a year, they'll forget about it. And then you know, I just don't want that moment where I give somebody a gift that I made. And they taste it, and it tastes like shit. And they go, mm, "See, I think that would be hilarious." Great! Oh, this is this is great. Or it would be like um, Mike's beer that he made. Did you taste it? I kind of liked it. I liked it too, but it was very crafty. It doesn't taste like anything you've had before. It, it definitely tastes like somebody's beer that they made at their yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. But it, I thought it was totally drinkable. But it was pretty sour and. We had, you know, our friends together. And, and it's got, like, particulate every, in it. Everybody, it was so funny. Everybody got a bottle and tasted it and was like, hmm, this is really good. <laughs> and then every bottle Mike had to, like, bring back and just, like, finish. Nobody yeah, exactly, because nobody bottle. was finishing the video. It wasn't good enough to finish, but it was good enough to try. Anyway, we'll see. I'm just, um... Well, if it's alcohol, I would finish it anyway. It's definitely alcoholic, that's, but I, that's the, the bluff, thing yeah. that Mike was saying about these batches is there's no way to test the alcohol content. So, like, we don't actually know if there's any they don't, yeah, you don't fermentation really know. that happened properly. And it because mm-hmm. it tastes a bit like, oh, whoa, it, you kind of assume that there's more alcohol in it, you right. know? But, but, it could just but be there might not bad. barely be any at all, you mm-hmm. don't really know. I don't know. I, I think it was about a normal amount of alcohol yeah. for a beer. As far as anyway, I, I learned a lesson that, like, you gotta start slow, because yeah. holy shit, I fucked. Yeah, you should have so done a bad. test run. I should have done a test run, but I was just like, "Yo, man, I'm gonna make like Christmas go gifts for, for everybody." For yeah, and uh, it's like mustard, so I don't even I don't know what goes into making mustard. But you I know what? Though at the same time, at the same time, I didn't have anything to put the mustard on, so I was literally just taking spoons of mustard. And something that somebody at my work party was telling me, like, "Well, listen, maybe it's not bad. Maybe it's just because." Who eats a spoonful of mustard at any point in their lives and says it's That's good? That's true. You know, maybe it's good on a sandwich. I don't know. And if it's runny, use it as a salad dressing. Exactly. Or in a salad dressing. Yeah, I'll call it or old. marinade. That's it. Just mark it as a marinade. Okay. Oh shit! Or just or just a spread. No, a marinade is it doesn't spread. It it drips. Oh, <laughs> a marinade. It's so runny. Or a dip. I don't know. Yeah, a uh. mustard marinade. No, that's the perfect way to pitch it. Mustard <laughs> marinade. Bourbon. Don't even need to say mustard marinade. Just say, think of a long, convoluted name like what is this? It's uh, yeah. wild Triple turkey. Triple distilled wild turkey bourbon mustard, mustard seed. seed. 
uh, remedy marmalade marinade. Mm-hmm. Marmalade marinade. Yeah. Marmalade. Exactly. You know what, though? It's like, regardless of how bad it actually tastes, the initial gifting of it is going to be great. Of people course. love getting things in jars. People love yeah, getting things, things like... Things that you make made yourself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if it sucks, it's kind of like, that's cool. You put I through tried. the work to like make some mustard. Like, I've never yeah. done that before. But see, Good I want to be like the mustard man. <laughs> no, <laughs> the seriously. Mustard man. Or the whatever I put my efforts into man. You know, like, I, I want to be the man, basically, is what I'm saying. It's like, did you know that Evan's the mustard man? You're like, that's Evan? Evan's the mustard man? <laughs> yeah. That's me. No way. Yeah. It's like, I live on Drury Lane. <laughs> and just, like, tag a bunch of buildings, like, who is this mustard man? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Actually, I had a really you just played weird Mr. dream mustard last by night the Beatles, wherever you about go. you and I. Um, and Whoa. maybe this is, like, an indication of the fact that we hang out way too often. Maybe. I don't think so. Anyway. Um... And the dream was that, like, we decided to create this, like, um, like big art project. And the art project is that we would put on, like, um, fence posts and lamp post posters mm-hmm. um, of, like, uh, looking for this, like, superhero. So, like, you were some superhero. I was some superhero. But we just, like, dressed up in costumes. It would be like, hey, I'm looking for the, you know, Dandy Andy the Great. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to fight him. Like, it's like the if worst with any w- yeah with any information to this guy like let me know if he's <clears> around because I want to fight him and then you would put up posters based on me and then like people would get this kind of like thing like oh have you seen those posters like those are kind of weird and then we would show up downtown like in our costumes and just fight and hey. create like <laughs> anyway it was a stupid dream I I woke up at like four in the morning and wrote a voice voice note like um, remind me tomorrow about Evan and Andrew as superheroes. And I was so, like, wasted already that the note came out, like, remind me, super dumb, dumb, bum, bum. <laughs> Just, like, it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't translate. I mean, it's already a pretty incoherent idea that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But if you're drunkenly <laughs> trying to retell yourself this dream, yeah, then, exactly. yeah it would not. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually going to look up that note now. Summer will click. I had a note, like, I, I, I made a note like that, too, one night. I, I, I was like, what did it say? It was, it's like, ask, ask, um... Stephanie, ask okay. Stephanie about calculus. <laughs> that was it, and I still don't know what I was talking about. And have very, you asked her about calculus yet? I have, and she's only laughed and said like, "Haha, yeah, I thought you would bring that up," and it hasn't expanded on it. I oh. don't know. Is this a thing now? Okay, I'm that's kind of interesting because well, like a weird. It turns out that she is or was seeing someone from again Ireland. Okay, um, who didn't, always comes back to Ireland. I didn't. Yeah, he, he didn't know. That calculus is actually like a, 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 a discipline of a, a mathematic discipline. He thought it was like sort of this random name that's thrown around in movies. Sure. To you know to <laughs> like sort of hacking. like yeah exactly yeah. like it's just it's you know used to sort of loosely define just like sounds some like some abstract thing that <laughs> exactly nobody really understands and it's like yeah. no it's a thing it's, it's, a, a, it's a real definitely thing. a thing you can so take it in high school maybe that was it I don't know I'm, I'm hoping that's nothing sinister. But the Could fact be. that she was like, I thought that you would bring that up. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's, a little it's bit like spooky. walking to your place and there's a man sitting in your on your couch being like, you know, with a fucking graphing I've calculator. Been expecting you with a graphing calculator. <laughs> I don't even remember what calculus is to be honest. I know it's math. Like I don't know what the, what's the, uh, the x and y axes and stuff like that. But yeah, I was so 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 bad at math, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know. I'm just like not a mathematically abled person, mm-hmm. and yet music is math. And like I'm 
I'm okay with music. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And like <laughs> even musical theory, like you know, musical scales theory, and I used to notation. Like I when I was applying for um, for music school in Edmonton, I I knew how to play the guitar really well, but based on my ear. And so uh, I wanted to apply to Grant McEwen uh, University for the jazz and blues guitar um, studies program. And so I asked my guitar teacher in in like March. The auditions were in April. I was like, "Listen, I need to learn everything there is about guitar theory." And so he taught it to me, and I I got by. I got through the audition. But the horrible part was that like everybody else who had gotten through the audition that were in the school, they've been doing theory for years, mm. and they didn't fake their uh-huh. way into the fucking audition. They like they just legitimately knew. Yeah. And so while I'm in like ear training, sight reading, like all these different classes. Everybody knows what's going on, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, fuck. That's how I got addicted to Adderall. It was bad. It's, it's a jazz studies program, right, you said? Yeah, jazz studies. Jazz and blues it, studies. Jazz and blues studies is that heavy on theory. Yeah. When, well, it, when it evolved as something that's basically nobody who knew a lick of theory. Exactly, and that's what's interesting about it. It's like you do, like we did a bunch of musical history courses, and and they showed, like, listen, like the, the reason that we do this kind of music now is basically... Black people took something European, made it into their own. Then white people took that and made money off of it. And then again and again and again and again and again. And mm-hmm. that's how we got to modern music. And you know what? I had a an improvisation class. Just think about that for a second. Yeah. I had an improv class. Oxymoron. Exactly. So I English learned class. how to improvise. And actually, that was like one of my favorite classes because based on like this this baseline of musical mm-hmm. knowledge you know okay when, while i'm improvising yeah i can only hit these kind of notes and if you hit a note that's a grace note if you hit a note that's a bad note yeah something i learned in the, in that course is like if you hit a bad note don't shy away from it repeat it repeat it and then move to the good <laughs> as note if, as if you as if, you're, as if you're trying <laughs> it's like oh this is like a dissonant part of my solo right instead of like right. oh shit i fucked up just like yeah rock that minor sixth until it doesn't make any sense and then move up to or it's the like seventh. that george carlin joke about how um like you ever like are talking to yourself and then somebody else comes into the room and overhears you and you have to make believe that you're singing yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's the thing like i i've been like you know singing on the road or i, I told this story last week about singing in the bathroom uh-huh. and just like the worst thing you can do when you're singing to yourself is stop because then you've acknowledged that you're doing something weird but mm-hmm. if you just keep going then you're just ashamed like, yeah yeah but I'm you bad. just own it and I'm yeah. <laughs> and you come out of the bathroom and you like start singing to the person you're yeah like, Getting them to sing along and they feel even more uncomfortable. That's one of the things I'm worst at is like singing and looking somebody in the eyes as I'm singing like a song, like in a bar or something. I'm just like, hey, yeah. yeah, I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. No, we've all done that. We're walking down the road, like humming or singing. We sort of like do it, like a, do a look over the side of our shoulders. Anyone walking? Can anyone hear me? No? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Let's go. Yeah. Keep keep going. Going. Entire soundtrack of Greece. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not personally, but it's a thing. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a Grease man. Beauty school dropout. I love Grease. You know, speaking of Grease, (laughs) on the one hand, I'm speaking about uh, hitting the one chord or a note and just like going with it. This is hilarious, hilarious YouTube video of this like high school production of Grease Summer in the States in the last five years. And it's the song Summer Nights. Uh Remember it? Like, yeah, Summer Nights. And at the end, like the grand no, no, finale, no, no, no. like the one guy, like no, 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 no. it's it's Danny, it's Danny, and like the Zuko, yeah. and mm-hmm. the the blonde one, I forget. Sandy, yeah, it's Danny Sandy. and Sandy, yeah. Danny and Sandy. Walk out of a drive-in movie. 
and yeah. he's just like, I'm not gonna like sing it because I don't want to embarrass myself. But basically, okay. they hit the last note, and this guy is so so way 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 off, but he just goes with it. Yeah, and it's one of those cases where like. <laughs> What you, you you have no option but to go with it, but it just it sounds like <laughs> I I can't even I I watched this for the first time like blind drunk and I was laughing like for the next next four hours just like that Whoa. poor how can we find poor, this like Greece high school fuck up Greece, like musical fail Greece exploration music, something like that it's just it's hilarious and he holds it for like a good ten uh-huh. seconds too it's not just like you know just one note and like oh shit I didn't make it. like it's like maybe he was in this improvisation class. Maybe he was in the same. Just rocket, <laughs> rocket. You know, yeah. and everyone else on stage has no choice but to go with it too. But you so, kind yeah. of see them like, like the the beads of sweat rolling down oh, their, no. their head, and it's like looking at you each can other. See like, the suffering behind his smile. <laughs> oh, for sure. But it was high. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I'm smiling. This guy owned it. That's good, man. That's Mouth wide open. He's you know like the the, and the arm. band's like trying to figure out how to change keys and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like they're all holding the same note, and they're like the, yeah. the drum is going. It's like the finale thing. And it's just like, oh, that was you did not end. And I mean, like building up oh, to no. it was pretty shit too. Mm. So oh, I mean, wow. I think people kind of knew something was yeah. coming, but they're like, no, we did not expect <laughs> yeah. it to go that bad. You know? Yeah. So you're a music guy too. Like, have you you, you play flute? Mm-hmm. Have you been doing that lately? Have you crafted out? Um, here and there. Yeah. Uh, Do you play classical flute? Yeah. Or? Okay. I had a classical not like background. Jeff <laughs> no, it never. It never really appealed to me. I think that. I, I, I mean, it, it, it can. I mean, I love jazz. I love right. blues. Um, but it's a funny thing. I chose the flute mainly because I played saxophone before, and the fingering is pretty much the same. The guy who invented the saxophone, Adolf Sax, and the guy who it was Whoa. the same guy who. That's I didn't cool. know that. Yeah, he no, he crazy. basically reformed the flute, like all the modern fingering. So if you speak, the flute didn't have keys on it before; it was just holes. Right. So he basically uh, modernized, standardized uh, the modern flute, the silver one. It was wood before. You can still yeah, see yeah. an orchestra. You can still buy a wooden flute cool. with like the keywork on it. But like, so the fingering's the same. I started with saxophone, but by reeds, yeah, I uh, would always break or I would lose them. Okay. So you have to buy the reeds individually. Like they, yeah. I don't even remember how long they're supposed to last. Some people, if you're a professional musician, like you carve your own reeds, you can. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so it's not that hard and it's cheaper apparently like these things really add up after Whoa. a while but I would always lose them yeah. uh, I played trombone for a while I had a Glenn Miller phase so, so that, you've gone you, you did the whole spectrum of of brass instruments essentially yeah cause, from the I don't know what you would call a flute like just air over the hole no you, flute isn't the brass it's uh, woodwind woodwind so even it, though it's not a wooden instrument well it was because it was basically in brass like it has to be made from brass because apparently right. the metal what else actually, is a woodwind like a clarinet Clarinet, oboe, bassoon. Oboe, right. um, no, but those are all those are all reed instruments. Yeah, but they're, they're woodwind. Oh, okay. Flute. I mean, the flute. Yeah, it's, it's kind of its but own brass thing. Brass instruments aren't reed instruments. Brass is like no. trombone or trumpet or like. But a saxophone is brass, and you use a reed. The thing is, like, the saxophone isn't classified as any one of them because it's not an orchestral instrument. It's not okay, an orchestral okay. instrument. That's the thing. It's kind Thanks of like sax. Yeah, it was invented too late. It's all this snobbery kind of thing. I mean, you, you see modern composers use it. Like, Philip Glass uses yeah. it a lot. Yeah. I think it sounds great. But, like, you, the, the clarinet is close enough to that. And you use a bass clarinet, which actually looks kind of like a saxophone. It almost sounds like one, too. Yeah, it's pretty much it's oh, really the, the same thing. The clarinet is, like, one of my favorite sounding instruments. Yeah. yeah. Really it's nice, like the, thick Oh, it's sound. great. And it's, like, right on the plane of, um, like, the human vocal range, like mm-hmm. a cello. So, like, you can play a cello, you can play a bass clarinet, and, it, yeah. it like, you can hit the same notes as somebody's right. singing, you know? No, that's it. That's silly it. Um, 
But yeah, no, the flute so it would be it's a woodwind for sure. Yeah, and it's would it's usually the flute and the oboe are the same key and they're in they're in C. Um Oboe is like really hard, isn't it? Isn't it one of the most I have hard no idea. Because that has, was one of the most. It has two reeds, I think. Yes, yeah, a double reed. Whoa! So it's two reeds basically fastened to each other, and you sort of. Um, I'm actually really excited. I really like Baroque music, and it's really uh, heavily used in that as well. Um, yeah. I'd like. I'd, I w- would like to dabble around with it. Yeah. When I was in Calgary, you had Long and McQuaid yeah. in Edmonton too. Yeah. And they used to have this policy, whereby you could come and rent an instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he put down a deposit. I don't even sure. know, but it was it was super cheap. Yeah. Long McQuaid was the best for rentals. Yeah, you well, could walk I would, out. I, what I would do instead of renting is I would buy it and then return it in 29 days. Right. For yeah, free you rental. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mom was like, hell no. We're going <laughs> to yeah. like, we're going to rent. I rented a bass guitar. I tried trumpet at some point. Yeah. Uh, but it was crazy. You would look at all the guitars now. Like I go to a music shop now mm-hmm. in Montreal, like Steve's Music or something. Sure. Yeah, Steve. And I'm like looking at, uh, like I want to rent a guitar. I'm like, you yeah. can rent this guitar. Or this guitar. Yeah. Or this guitar. It's also because like I'm left-handed, too, so it's yeah. even more limited. But it's, like, way more limited as far as what you can mm-hmm. rent. But at Lama Quaid, you could look at any guitar, yeah. and it would have the price and then the rental price. Yeah. And you could just <laughs> take pretty much anything home you wanted to. It was crazy. Yeah. No, that's that. That's totally it. I, uh, I used to play the double bass as a kid. So I, I played uh, violin in an orchestra, in the Edmonton Youth Orchestra. And I got so fed up. I was like, Mom, violin's not cool. I don't want to play the violin anymore. So we moved up to the double bass, which is like 40 times the size of a violin. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is super cool. So I played that in the orchestra for a while. And then when it came time to, to ending, we had to return this rental bass. And we had, um, what was it? It was a Yukon. So it was like a, a, a Chevy Yukon. Okay. And uh, we're lifting the bass out of the back of it. And it slips out of my hands. And we snap the neck off the <coughs> bass. As we're returning it. So this is like a, a, a great moment between my mom and I. Because I was just like, oh no, I broke the bass. And my mom was just like, shh. <laughs> and we returned it. They didn't open the case. They didn't open anything. They didn't look they at it at all. they never called us back. Whoa. So we broke this like $2,000 instrument. And they never called us back. That's so and weird. It is so weird. But Did you like, ever try to rent anything from there again? No, this is through the like the orchestra rental program. So like, oh, this wasn't through a store. This okay. was just like through the youth orchestra. Like, they probably wrote it off or something. I guess I'm I'm assuming like a lot of people do it, but it was so funny. I was like a nine year old kid, like cool. Your this, mom's like, cool. like three quarter size. <laughs> Nothing happened. Days. Nothing yeah. happened. Shut up, Evan. Shut up. Yeah, just shh, shh, shh. Mm-hmm. let's never talk about this. <laughs> Damn. Actually, we have a double bass sitting in the corner. It's been here for. What's the difference months. between a double bass and a stand up bass? Are they the same thing? Same thing. Same thing. They are like yeah. so when you see bluegrass bands and there's a, a, ba- a big bass player. Yeah, that's same a double thing. bass. Yeah, double okay. bass. It's basically just the name. Yeah, right. like a fiddle and a violin, the same yeah, thing. But same like, it's just the style in which you play it. Uh, Precisely, okay. a fiddle is when you're a when you're fiddling. Yeah. You know, and, like, and a violin is when you're playing refined classical music. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Cool. That's it. That's yeah. the it's, it's thing. It's, 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 it's nomenclature. It's the yeah. about names. This really right. doesn't mean a whole lot, yeah. but. Yeah, so I chose I, I chose the the flute because I couldn't lose any moving parts. <laughs> right. I mean, it comes in three parts. Yeah. Other thing too is is very compact. You can uh-huh. put it in a bag, just carry it with you, and you're good to go wherever you want to go. That's the thing. That's why I always wanted to learn mandolin because it fits in your backpack. It travels very yeah. well. Yeah. I think I mean, American Pie ruined the flute for me because anytime somebody says they played the flute, I want to say, "Did you stick it in your pussy?" Mm-hmm. 
Did you put in your butt? Nope, I did not. Okay, well, I did not. Yeah. I didn't even know I that. Ref- I didn't even know that reference until like five years after, <laughs> like I started playing and because nobody ever said that. I mean, right? Did you go to band camp? I did. Well, I went to orchestra camp. Okay, a little different, right? And it was, yeah, it was, was it, it was something else. Oh yeah, no, music students are <laughs> freaky. It's really strange. really that's yeah. a thing. It's really strange. Yeah. Like honestly, like huh. it's, they're, they're 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 like the sexually, like, I feel sexually, like they're sexually repressed. But very sexually active, yeah, like the Germans. Exactly. Yeah, or is that why? Like, like because yeah. they have to stay home and practice all the time. I that guess. they have all this pent up energy. Yeah, playing like putting their mouth to a phallic in- instrument every single day. Right, but it's also this really like refined activity. Yeah, you know, and like your all your parents are just like learn, 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 and all your teachers are like learn, 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 and then you go mm-hmm. to a camp and you're just like, well, um, hmm. oh yeah, we had posters up every other day, just like please, uh, no illicit activities in the hallways. No way. <laughs> and I, I speak to my counselor, I'm like, so you know, people like smoking like rocks of crack, and they're just like, no, it's just plain <laughs> sex. These people are having sex in the hallways, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, I mean, these are not these are not particularly social or attractive people. Right. But no judgment being made. Yeah. But it's just like maybe. I don't know. I, I really... It's a phenomenon. It's a thing out there. You know, I know That's really several interesting. People. Because it was always the sort of social rejects of my school that I think were probably having the most crazy sex. Like, with each other. Right. You know? Exactly. Because they had nothing to lose, so yeah. they were just you don't cross kind over. of freewheeling about everything, mm-hmm. you know? Which is kind of cool. But I was well, I was such a loner that I didn't I didn't get later party at all in high school so see i wasn't a loner but i was a floater so i got to experience like (laughs) (laughs) what are you what are you laughing because it's like a poo joke yes yes okay yeah i was a floater okay i was a floater so i I, like i had don't pretend you're more mature than us no i no i'm just not (laughs) laughing at my own line um if i said that i would have cracked it immediately yeah okay (laughs) anyway so like i had um you know just like my stoner crew I had my football right. crew, I had my music crew, and I had my drama crew. And right. I would just like float all the way in between yeah, these places. Yeah, I was kind of like that too. I had I was sort of friends with all everybody to a degree, but then I was at the same time kind of friends with nobody. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and... Uh, yeah. But you did the IB program, right? Uh, no, I was supposed to skip a grade in, in grade four. And this was in... Or from grade... I was supposed to go to, from grade two to grade four. And I was living in a town called Athabasca at the time. And uh, a population like 2,500 people, the entire town. And my parents refused to allow me to skip a grade because they thought that going into, the, into grade four, so like we had um, primary school, which is up until grade three, and then we had secondary school, which is starting at grade four. And they had heard that like um, in secondary school, kids are doing drugs and having sex. So my parents were like, no, 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 don't skip, don't skip. In grade, in grade in grade four, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so wait another year, then you can go. You know, s- you know, smack all that. Yeah. Coke well, in actually, grade four I moved. In I moved in grade three anyway, so like I didn't have to experience that school. But no, <laughs> I knew a kid. Uh, yeah, like uh, a kid that I went to oh primary God. school with. His name is Benoit. He ended up getting like arrested at twelve years old for dealing drugs. And wow. stabbing somebody. In, like, <laughs> oh, and stabbing someone. Yeah. Do you think he was only stabbed? He <laughs> yeah. might have stabbed somebody. Yeah, you know, no, he little... didn't might have stabbed somebody. He stabbed he, he somebody. He, like, straight up, like, stabbed Oh, man. Yeah, that was an interesting town. <laughs> Atha- see, everything in Alberta is, like, something is Athabasca. 
yeah, or <laughs> Tweedsmere, or like it's one of those things that like every yeah. Albertan, like every other street is named that, or school, yeah. like Athabasca, or in Calgary Foothills. Yeah, our our elementary was called Whispering Hills. Whispering school. Hills, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, whis- oh the Whispering Hills made him stab someone else. Yeah. Exactly. The whispering, they were whis- whispering. They're whispering very bad things. He just couldn't get it out of his head, man. It was the fucking Wendigo. It was just whispering to him the entire time. Damn. Speaking now, of the Wendigo, um, so there was that guy who the cut Wendigo? off the Wendigo. You mean Winnebago? No, that's a that's an RV. Uh, it's a Wendigo. I like think it's called stream, the Wendigo. Streamline. It's like a spirit, or a Native American stream. spirit. You're sorry, that's in a quick aside. Every time you reach for the ash tree, I think you're like reaching for the mouse to like open up a witch. He's like, I'm going to show you yeah. this shit. And I'm Check out like, the Wendigo. And I look at the, the screen. I'm like, oh no, you're just ashing. <laughs> yeah. But um, so there was this guy on uh, a greyhound that like cut off some dude's head yep. and like ate his head as like he like, ate it as well. Well, he was eating parts of him like on the greyhound. Um, two right, because everybody ran out of the bus and he was just with the head on the bus, <laughs> still eating, eating it, it while and nobody at was stopping him. Obviously, uh, I rode that exact bus three seats away from that, being the same age as the guy who died, three wow. weeks ahead or behind, I guess. So you rode the bus three weeks after that happened? No, before. Before. Okay, In so he... Th- that exact three, bus line. That exact bus line. Maybe not the exact bus, but I know my seat number, and I was three seats away from that. Hmm. Being the exact same age as the guy who got his head cut off. Spooky. Random. People still people still remember that, and they they remind me of that. Oh, I don't want to go to Alberta. Someone had their head cut off there. Yeah, and you know, it's it's an interesting debate now with like. In fact, you're probably more likely to have your head cut off somewhere else, statistically, because it's one of those places. Either nothing happens, or you get your fucking head cut off. You know what? I was talking. um, I was talking about the the bullshit prices of traveling in Canada at my Mm. work party earlier, and they were saying that one of the cheapest days to fly is nine eleven. Which I Not never would have thought about. Nobody could have flown on 9-11. They shut everything down. No, I'm talking about September 11th, oh, 2002, oh, like 2003, 2004, up until the present. I see. Like, because nobody, <laughs> people just like, ooh, I don't want to fly. Is that a thing, though? Is that Apparently, it's true? one of the cheapest days to fly. Huh. So I think I'm going to plan my trips we'll around September. That's, I see, because if it was actually on the 9-11 yeah. on the actual day <laughs> and the prices were really cheap that day it's like people might have known something was <laughs> yeah, about exactly. to happen why is it so cheap all of a sudden you know yeah but have you guys shit. seen uh, you guys know Key and Peele Key and Peele yeah. or it's like after the fact instead of closing everything down it's like Air, flights are way cheaper. It's like you get a discount if yeah, you fly now. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry, guys. Everything's cool. Please, please fly. But no, Key and Peele did a did an awesome sketch where it's just like um, Key and Peele and like a bunch of um, like very very stereotypical um, terrorist looking dudes sitting in a cave. They'd be like, okay, so the TSA, the TSA, the all knowing TSA has figured us out. They know that we can only bring. 400 milliliters in a shampoo bottle when all our bombs are 450 milliliters. How do we get past the TSA? And then one guy's like, I have a great idea. We make a bomb out of a full-size tube of toothpaste. And then the other guy's like, no. The TSA, the all-knowing TSA has figured us out. You can only bring a travel-size tube of toothpaste on the airplane. It's just like... Yeah, it, it's just like this reactive. It's not preventative. It's a reactive, uh, re- I guess, reaction to things that have happened. Like, yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to work as a, a baggage handler at the Edmonton airport. And so 
all the while, while um, uh, patrons of the airport, people just traveling, are getting frisked for having nail clippers in their pocket, I, because I was able to pass the Transport Canada exam, basically all I had to say was like the last five jobs I've had and the last five addresses that I've had and pass a test. While people are getting stopped for bringing nail clippers on, I'm able to walk onto the tarmac with a backpack, not getting checked. No security at all. No well, security at all. I could have a bomb in my backpack. This I could is post have drugs in my- This is post 9-11. This is in uh, 2012. Really? Yeah. No, it, like the the discrepancy between what they do for people who are traveling versus the the baggage handlers is absolutely insane. Like guaranteed. It, so say Andrew, you were working in Vancouver uh-huh. at the airport. I was working at the Edmonton airport. We could deal drugs just by knowing. I would say right. I'd send you a text like, okay, Andrew, I'm gonna put a bag of cocaine in like, um, you know, Jim Johnson's bag. Just a disclaimer, so none of this actually there. ever happened. Yeah, n- never happened. It's going to get there at <laughs> 6.45 a.m. You're going to unload that bag, and while it's getting unloaded on the on the little conveyor belt, you take the bag of cocaine, put it in your bag, right. in your backpack, and that's it. Right. And that's the thing, which yeah. makes me certain. I wonder if people do that. I must. guarantee people do it. Because if, if it's just me, it's not just me thinking about it as a hypothetical ideal. Like, Especially sure the kinds of people who work as baggage handlers on the tarmac are yeah. probably the kinds of people like you that are trying to scam the system in exactly. some way. Exactly, exactly. Like, it's not a job that uh, there's a lot of, like, pride attached to. No, no. So you're, like... They're working, like, minus 40 It's not like being weather. a cop or a journalist or something no, like that. No, not at all. You know, where you, you have, like, a code to adhere to. Yeah. No, you're, you're throwing things around. And like, there's that's, no accountability. Oh. There's no accountability at all. <laughs> wow. Although it depends on the cop. To be right. fair, it depends on the cops. I'm talking about like a, like a proper, like a good as a, cop. As a code, yeah, like a good, yeah, no. Like a good stand-up cop. If those it's like I will, I, I no, must do bags, no, no harm. It's like fucking yeah. throws it on like two meters away. Yeah, I see that shit. It sucks because like we, we rail on cops all the time. Like you look at the Garner thing, like you look at like everything that has happened recently. Not even recently, but just like forever. And like people hate cops. I dislike cops a lot. I see. I just resent but, the fact that I feel uncomfortable when a cop car rolls by. Yeah, yeah. Like I, don't, I don't feel. I don't feel like I don't feel safe. I feel like I could be a potential subject for like dis, like discrimination. Exactly. Well, okay. You might have it a little different than us. Like you're darker skinned, right? I'm a Negro, is what you're trying to say. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you're not a full on Negro. Like, I'm I not a full on Negro. I couldn't. I couldn't. Like I wasn't like. I would. I would have been in the nicer cotton fields of the United States. Let's no, 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 no. What I mean, what I mean to say is designer cotton. Yeah. What, what is what is your exact heritage? Oh, my mom's my mom's Austrian. My dad's from actually from the UAE. The UAE. Well, UAE. Is, Wait, does a Negro mean like African or? I think it's, it just it's means a, black. No, it's a long story. Um, actually, I grew up thinking that my father was my father. This is the Jamaican guy, right? No, no. This is this is. I grew up thinking Wait, the, my dad was, the was from UAE. Okay, um, an Arab guy, right? And turned out that wasn't exactly the case. He was a Jamaican guy, right? Um, who this guy I'd known my my whole life. I was like, yeah, it was actually him. But uh-huh. you know, your actual father was a more your guy. You grew up thinking was your father was a more respectable guy. So like that was it. So yeah, so I kind of identify as. Both, but nothing. Really. I, I don't really identify as. Either, but, but then, like, like your, your actual bloodline, like genetically, you're half Austrian, half Jamaican. 
Precisely. Half Jamaican. Okay. So that's that's, that's, that's where the, that okay. is where the color comes from. That's my yeah. point though, because like it's a little ambiguous. Like I couldn't say like you're definitely black. You could be from the <laughs> Middle East. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what I meant Ambi- by you're not yeah. a full on Negro. Sorry. Just <laughs> yeah. No. 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 no believe me, I'm not. I'm but, not um, sensitive to this kind of thing. But you were saying about like discrimination, but because uh-huh. it doesn't matter if you're like full, quote unquote, full on in my in very articulate words. But. The, the, the funny thing is, though, if I if when I say that I feel like <clears throat> there could be potential discrimination, it's not because of my color, right? I've never felt that way. Okay, I grew up in in this insight because I grew up with my mother's family. Mm-hmm. They're all like like blonde hair, blue eyes, very like like Austrian, like German people like Aryan Aryan types <laughs> yeah um although the mother race yeah like no- Nordic I think is the okay. the correct word Aryan is actually sure. like Persian you know okay fucking Hitler <laughs> fucked everything up for all of us right Persian um I always thought Persian was a funny term because it's not strictly accurate is it well, well no, like if you're Iranian you're a Persian because isn't the like, Persian doesn't Persia ref- doesn't exist doesn't that refer to like yeah like a, like Big, well Iran changed its name to Iran in the early 20th century before it was actually known as Persia yeah exactly okay. um, and in Iranian like the, the the language is called Farsi yeah. right or um, Parsi so Persian Parsi it comes through Greek basically right. but I think it's like an overarching term like we don't yeah. come from Caucasia. Right. We're Caucasian, yeah. but like they say, we're like not Persian food, place. Persian culture. Although, like the more politically correct or like nationalistic people will be like it's Iranian, right. Iranian, but ethnically Persian because but a lot is of people it the are, same or is Persia refer to something that doesn't exist anymore and they just changed? Well, Persia was an empire. Both. Okay. It's kind of like it's kind of like Greek today. Like Greek Greece was an empire, but like ancient Greece and the people who lived in ancient Greece are very different from. Like Greek people now, I don't. I wouldn't know. But yeah, I think I, like I in Persia it was that. kind of like I think it was just they they just changed. So it, but, it, the but it was referred to as Persia in the what did you say the late twentieth. Yeah, and everything's okay. like it's the Persian mm-hmm. Gulf. People will say I'm Persian. Yeah, uh, depending. It's, it's a big like pride. Like I went to in West Vancouver. Where I went to high school. Yeah. there was a big Persian, Persian yeah. population. Right. Everybody's like Persian pride. Right. And yeah. yeah, and so it's like a Masjurani. It's like Persian, like the cat, you know, the, right. the, the comedian. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually heard there was going to be a Jersey Shore, and it's the Persian version. The Persian version. Yeah. <laughs> go like speaking of Dubai. If you go to Dubai, there are tons of Persians there, uh-huh. and that's basically this is one area of Dubai called Jumeirah. It's like the Beverly Hills, and that's basically it. It's, it's the Jersey Shore. Wow. It's like really, really, really wealthy. Right. And in, in, in California, too, there are a lot of really wealthy persons who left before the Islamic Revolution. Okay. So they came from a very, like, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Secular. Sure. Or is it non-secular when you're not religious? Secular. Secular. Very yeah. secular, like, affluent background. Right. And it's just like they single-handedly fuel um, Ed Hardy sort of thing. Yeah. But back to what I was saying... Fucking got off topic. Um, Aryan, yeah. But anyway, so I grew up with my family, and they never treated me any differently. Right. I like I, I never. It's one of those things. Like I'm sure I experienced racism growing up, but I didn't recognize it. Cool. Right. You know. Um, but if I'm walking on the street, like I was saying, you know, and uh, and I feel like it's, I feel like I'm going to be more discriminated because I'm a young male. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Like I, I don't feel like, you know, I feel the same kind of anxiousness when a cop drives by as well. And I feel like that's just because I know I'm not the kind of person who follows every single law. And I feel like even people who are completely to a T, mm-hmm. just like they're law-abiding citizens, I feel like everybody gets a degree of anxiousness when they see a cop behind them, you know? Because yeah. it's just like, 
And that's like not. The I always, right I'm way automatically to feel. just like, am I doing anything wrong? Yeah, it's usually jaywalking because that's yeah. the only thing I've done. Yeah. Really and that's not for, like the way you should feel about a, a cop. You know, like yeah. we've got this weird society now where we think like, oh shit, cops, like oh god. But mm-hmm. when you think about it, what it what they're supposed to be is like protecting the people. Like yeah, we're supposed yeah. to and be it's, their and I think, boss. I think it's like a, because the cops are like a manifestation, or like the um, physical representation of the legal system exactly in like a physical yeah. way like if you break the law these people will beat the shit out of you or will arrest you or put you in jail or whatever yeah and so I think just because the legal system is such a clusterfuck yeah that and these are the people at the forefront of it yeah it's just that's that's what my and that's why it's such a broken system to. because it's just people but if we knew that the system was good and yeah. functioned in some way yeah you know then you'd know you'd be okay that's the mm-hmm. thing like yeah. I'm I'm I may even say that I would welcome our robot overlords because I'm I would prefer a robot cop that is completely like outside of like human emotion and mm-hmm. like you know um the robots could have faults too. They could have faults but not in the same way that a human could have faults. No I don't think a robot could be programmed like if you programmed a robot a particular way I don't think they could have the idea of like you know being really insecure. You know, becoming a cop because you want to like, mm-hmm. like impart your 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 power onto somebody. You know, I think there's a lot of good cops, and I think there's a lot of cops, and even like, even any position of power, a fucking manager of a restaurant, or like you know, like right. the the top tier post. Yeah, worker, there's always the people that, that just get like, into it. They the get off reason. on the fact that they right. are in control of other people. Yeah. Or there's or or there's like or people who work at the DMV or something like that. But then yeah. sometimes you meet people. In those positions that are just like really helpful, yeah, and are just like you have, and you walk out, and you have like a really yeah. positive experience, and those yeah. people probably like value that, and like you know take a degree mm-hmm. of pride in their work because they're like fuck it, like what else am I going to be doing, you know? Yeah, and there are yeah. people in shit positions too, like a like a kitchen, like bus boy who's like head of the other bus boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's a total power trip. Yeah. yeah, so it's a personality trait. But the thing is, the robots say they become police officers or overlords sure. or, or whatnot. Like yeah. they would still be programmed with the kind of I don't want to say prejudice but in police officer training this is more more of an issue in the United States but for example in, in Detroit or in, in very very heavily African American areas police receive special training being like okay um, you have to be very careful about racial profiling but at the same time most of the people committing crimes are going to be black yeah yeah I mean and if in, even if you don't receive that training and you do, you can't help but notice the demographics of people being, you know, brought in, yeah. and they're predominantly black. Um, whether or not, you know, completely disregarding the reasons for the, the person being brought in, whether it mm-hmm. was the cop um, targeting black people or just yeah. black people commit more crimes, that has to reflect itself in their training somewhere. Well, that's the thing. Not even in your training, but just like say you're a beat cop, and like say like say you're a beat cop in Detroit, mm-hmm. or or. Most places, the amount of crime that you experience, the amount of calls you have to go out to, most of those calls, I'm sure, have to do with the minor- the minorities. It's like mm-hmm. n- you're not conditioned intentionally yeah. by your training, but you're conditioned based on Possibly. your experience. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but like, I think racism is still very like prevalent in our society, and it, but I think it, it, it now it is, it's more difficult to like pin down because I think it's much more systematic. Yeah, like you have um, just like large sections of of minorities, whether that's ethnic or whatever, usually, but like who are just in the lower class, you know. And in terms of like my own prejudice, 
that I, you know, I think exists always comes down to um, not race, but class. So, like, I, if I see someone who, like, looks like they might be, you know, in, like, the lower society, all of a sudden my mind is like, this person might try to rob me, this person might try to do this, this, that, and the other. Yeah. Rather than, like, just because of the color of their skin. Like, they might look like you, and I wouldn't I mm-hmm. would see you in the street, and I wouldn't have any fear at all, you know? Yeah. And so I think I think it's, it's just... Uh, I don't know how it's showing up still, but it's just getting much more difficult because of it's such a systematized thing. And it seems to be like much more ingrained than on sort of a day-to-day basis. I don't well, know that's the thing. Sense. It's an evolutionary trait being able to um, form judgments, broad judgments, and, and, and uh, classifications of people. I well, mean, here's the thing. Babies are racist. Like when when like they've done babies, yeah, fucking babies. But they've done studies where, like they they measure like the, a baby's reaction to somebody who walks in mm-hmm. that's their own skin color versus somebody who walks in that isn't their skin color. Right. And but like, it's more about difference than exactly, exactly. So than, like like people they, react they to that like, oh my god, like humans Mexican are inherently people. racist. But like no, think about that's it. Strange. If you're a baby, like the the only thing that your job is to do is like survive. And cry if you're in trouble, right. so that your mom will save you. And so, like one of the things as a baby that you have is the ability to recognize patterns. And so, if I'm a white baby mm-hmm. or a black baby, put it on the other side. But if I'm a white baby, if I'm a white baby, and somebody who's a different color than me comes to try to touch me, mm-hmm. I should know as just like some kind of being that like, okay, wait, I know my mom is the same color as me. I know my dad's the same color as me. I know the people in my immediate group are the same color as me. So if somebody comes in that is a different color, automatically that's a sign that, like, this isn't right. So, like, I, I get that. But, like, here's the mm. thing, man. We're living in a multicultural society. So, like, it, I feel like it has less to do with the color of people's That probably goes away, like, like a, because we live, in a, we live in a multicultural society. That goes away pretty quick. You know what? Yeah. I, would, I would challenge that, that thinking because... You would that, that that assumes that the baby has a concept of me, of I, right, right. You know, um, and has a concept of skin color. It could be something like the person smells different, and if you're from a different culture and you eat a different food, right. or you you bathe in cologne every morning. <laughs> sure. Not going to name any people in particular, any cultures, <laughs> but that can be like that, that's how I grew up. <laughs> that's what I grew up with. It, it's, like I was, I I differentiated things based on smell. And I tasted right. everything. Right. The first time I, I was taken to an ice rink to learn skating, I tasted the ice, and I said, this is shady as fuck, and I didn't <laughs> like it. You know, and that could be it too. Like somebody smells like, you know, a certain type of cooking, or maybe they they wear bright colors. Yeah. Like let's face it, a lot of I mean, from my my own culture, like Jamaicans wear a lot of bright fucking colors. <laughs> That's true. You know, I'd be like, what the hell is this? You yeah. know, and it's like, oh, you, you white people are nice and like quiet and like oh baby and the, the, you know, the Jamaica, like other thing is other cultures are all you know are louder yeah. I find um, that's true so it could be a lot of things white people are generally not very loud except mm. for French people white people are just really like repressed in general well not you know, French people people keep saying that Quebecers are so I'm not even quiet. talking about Quebecers I'm talking like French like, French from France people it's so funny, like, hmm. I, I didn't really have a distinction between Québécois and Français, like, from France, right. until I moved here. And there's, like, such an innate racism between Québécois and French people from both sides. So Québécois people will say, 
French people are rude, annoying, like pretentious, like, pretentious assholes. And then the French people would say of the Quebecois that they're like la campagne. They're like you know lumberjacks. You know, like they don't use the they're French like, language properly. Like they sound like they're fucking. You know, even though like the they probably yeah. French. The German German has a wonderful word for this. Hinterwälder. It means like back, like backwards. I love German compound yeah. words. So yeah. Andrew, you should know that Zion does. Um, he, you're a uh, German literature student. Yeah. So he's <laughs> learning everything about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. I speak German. Right on. Um, but this, how many languages did you grow do you up speak, speaking by the German? Way? Uh, or did you learn it? No, I. It was spoken at home, uh-huh. but I learned it mostly from my grandmother, oh, okay. who I also learned Russian from, um, because they lived in Russia for a while. But um, so you know English, you've got a really good grasp on French, German. <laughs> yeah, no, I love do. how diplomatically no, you listen, put that. Listen, I'm, I, I've yeah. heard it. English, good grasp on French, German. Um, you know some Farsi. And you know... You don't some know. Arabic. I okay, studied Arabic at McGill for a few years. Okay. Um, did shit good, of course, but... And uh, Russian. Does that mean good or bad? Yeah, shit good sounds good. Okay. Like shit all. Okay. Shit all is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know some Russian too, right? I, no, I'm fluent in Russian. There you go. Yeah. Look at this guy. Cool. But... if you if, Okay, so, say you could... What, if you had to only have one of those other languages, in addition to English, and I'm just picking English as the default because I'm English... Which would you choose to have? The thing is, or would that it do not matter? It wouldn't. It would. It wouldn't matter. And it which would choose your favorite? I guess is my question. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is that I learned very early on coming to going to coming to Montreal and like going outside of Calgary, where there's a lot more international people. There are a lot of people I met who could speak, you know, three or four languages. But the thing is, they really didn't say anything interesting in any one of them. So it's not really what language you speak, it's what you say in it. So that being said, hmm. I mean, I have a lot of um, pride being an Anglophone. Being an, an Anglophone is really only known in Canada. Like, you're an English speaker everywhere else. Right. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, in, in Canada, there's, there's an Anglophone. Is that only because of there are Francophones? No, no, I wouldn't say that. Like... But like, it's do people as in England refer to themselves as Anglophone? No, that's not a thing at all. It's only English Canada. Speakers. You know, in Canada, like there's Anglophone, Francophone, and something called an Allophone, which means you speak any other language. An so there are three. There are three classes: Anglophone, Francophone, and Allophone, which means I'm a like you speak. You, your your maternal language is something else. Exactly. So basically, one of the other okay. hundreds of languages, like major languages that are spoken, is one category right. apart from English and French, <laughs> for government purposes. I don't know, but uh-huh. the thing is. Because I taught English for a while, too, and I mean, I just, I like history and that kind of thing. I think that people learn English because it engenders a better life for them. They're moving to yeah. a better country, yeah. it's for work. Yeah. Nobody thinks, oh, English is a nice language, it has a lot of history yeah. to it. No, no it's, it's just like, kind of the world language Yeah, exactly. I want learn. to be able to understand fucking Miley Cyrus yeah. in her new song, or understand <laughs> movies. And that's a, and it's an understandable point, yeah. I want to be able to interface with the world on a, on a grander yeah. scale. But the thing is, English as itself is a really interesting language if you really look at it. I mean, the... the, the well, it's the, a Germanic language, as opposed is, to being a Latin Is it, language. though? Because we have 40% of our words come from a Latin root. That's true. It's only the grammatical structure. And the yeah. thing is, like, when you learn other languages, you actually learn more about English, too, because you think, oh, like, if you study German, for example, you'll see, like, wow, that actually is very similar to the way that Germans express themselves. Right. 
um, French as well. Certain words, expressions, things yeah. like that. Concepts, you know, not just. I've always um, heard of English as a Germanic language, but at the same time, like it's knowing, classified as knowing one, yeah. French, like it's classified as a Germanic language, but knowing French, like there's so many similarities. Whereas well, French is like a purely Latin language. Yeah, because the, like, what happened was crossover. There was the, what's called the the Norman invasions okay. from northern France, basically invaded England, and mm-hmm. that's what that's how. French got all up in England's business, basically, and that's why we have so much, and the church too, so much Latin, and and um, for a couple, for like a hundred years, England had a king that couldn't even speak English. He spoke French. The, the mm-hmm. royal court in England spoke French for like a couple hundred years. What king was that again? I have no fucking clue. Okay, it might have been Norman. I don't know. Probably, you know. Another and uh, I think there was. A, I think it was because they came from Normandy. Normandy, and it's a Celtic language. It's not even French, right? But they brought that with them too. And then the upper class said, "Oh, French is like an elite thing because only the elites, only the people who patron patronize mm-hmm. the king, or patrons of the king or whatever, could speak French." So French became an We're upper class. We're talking such bastardized history right now, and it just makes me. It think sucks like, though because I learned all of this in right. my history classes, yeah. and I don't remember any of it. I don't That's remember horrible. any of it, and it's interesting. Like I would love to be able to live. I don't want to live forever, but I would love to be able to just like place myself in the future in order mm-hmm. to hear this conversation based on our time, you know, and Interstellar. just like, put yourself anywhere. Don't, yeah, go, go off on an interstellar tangent. We could, like, okay, fine. We've talked we, about this movie we, a lot on the podcast. No, not, <laughs> not, not a lot. Just the last the last time we tried to talk about it, last week. Oh, yeah, they hadn't even fucking seen it. They oh, yeah, hadn't okay, seen fine. it. And, and you've seen it, right? Our one guest was like, okay. I don't like Christopher Nolan. So we didn't get too yeah, far. fuck but, them. Actually, okay, I don't yes. really like Christopher Nolan. Whatever. Yeah, Anyways. exactly. <laughs> seems kind of okay. like a prick, but... Um. <laughs> At the same time, what a cool movie. Like... I just love the idea. Okay, and I get that like it was almost a recycled idea from Inception. The idea that like an hour in this time is you know like four days in this time. Yeah, that's just relativity, though. That's exactly. Not... I get it. I get it. And but they took themselves away from the dream idea and put it into real science. Like mm-hmm. if you're spinning this fast around something with relativity, like this is it changes the time, amount yeah. of time that will actually change. It's so fucking cool, man. It, what it, I liked about Interstellar more than it... Am I clipping right now? No, no, no. No, okay. you're good. We're actually good levels. <clears throat> and I, there's been a lot of talk about, like, the new Star Wars movies. Okay. And, like, people have been talking about... Like, like my roommate the other day was talking about, like, I, oh, I read this, like, thing that might have been a spoiler. <laughs> okay. And, like, online about the Star Wars sure. movies. I, I can't bring myself to give a shit about Star, those new Star Wars movies at all. I just don't care. I'll see them. I'm going to watch it. I'll see them. It'll but probably like, be pretty good. And it's been a total constant trend in movies lately. It's just like recycled ideas. Yeah. And they all seem just like cash grabs to me. So what I loved yeah. about Interstellar, it was like a new idea, yeah. which doesn't really happen yeah. ever. And you know what What was you even know? more important about that is that it wasn't because there's a lot of new ideas in a lot of movies, but they kind of go under the radar because they're new ideas. Like, I don't know. Um, uh, I can't think of the names right now. But um, anyway, but like this was like one of the biggest budget movies of the last while. Yeah. And so it's supposed to appeal to the widest amount of people in order to make your money back. And yet they still put in these like really interesting concepts that if you want to give a shit about it, you can. And like mm-hmm. you can think about it for days. Like we saw this, what, like three, no, a month ago we saw this movie. And I'm still thinking about it. Like yeah. I, I can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. What was really cool is like I, I loved like all the imagery that they they kind of did an homage to 2001 Space Odyssey. Like even the little yeah. robot that they had was Tars. basically Tars was the monolith. Like it was right. a square, a black square, like yeah. or a black rectangle. 
Yeah. Like, that was perfect. Yeah, perfect amount of just homage and using what was great about what was great about past movies, but also just like creating something new and like dealing with sort of I don't know really how new any of them, but as far as like recent Hollywood sci-fi movies go, I felt like it was you know, just like a, a new movie done really well, and that's the power of a great film is like mm-hmm. you see it yeah. and then you're still thinking about it down the road. I haven't even asked you if you liked this movie. What was your what was your thoughts on it? Um It would. I, I would put it on the list of movies that I give a damn about that I would recommend <laughs> other people. Which is which is not that many. I mean, like there, no, there are movies that I go to see because well, there's going to be like a two hours well spent. Like I'll have fun, you know, ups and downs, typical mm-hmm. plot sort of thing. Um, it was interesting. Yeah, I didn't exactly understand all of it, of course. Like you just sort of at the end, you're just kind of like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like Inception, I still. That was just a complete, com- complete, complete mind fuck. Like I have no idea what happened. I, I missed Inception. I never saw it. It's, it's kind of it's along the same vein. Like it's Christopher Nolan definitely does that. He has a really, really th- like interweaving thick plot lines, uh-huh. um, and there, everything has some sort of significance. But um, I liked it. I think the thing I liked about it the most, I think that had a really realistic. Um, view of what it would be like at the end of the 21st century. Like, they're yeah, all driving the same cars. Everything's yeah. covered in dust. Um, no, they're all, it's basically an agrarian society again. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's what I, I like. Everybody had to be farmers because yeah. we're just trying to, like, hold them. You should mention spoiler alert or no spoiler alert. I don't know. No, not, I'm not. The thing is, the thing is, it's the thing as well. I can't. I if I wanted to, I couldn't spoil the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like yeah. I said to you when I said when I was when I was saying you should go see it. I, all I said to you is gravity. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah, that's true. Fuck if I know what exactly <laughs> happened, but like yeah. I actually gravity. totally had the movie spoiled for me. Really? Yeah. Sure. By I, for, I don't remember who said it. Whether I heard it on a podcast or somebody talking about it, but. At some point, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie and don't want it to be spoiled, maybe turn off the podcast. But somebody said to me, um, yeah, he finds his daughter in the black hole. You know, which is you know, kind of... I don't of, think that would have spoiled it I wouldn't me. have spoiled it for me either. That's the thing, because like... But it, it, it planted in my head, it's like, he goes to the black hole, and his daughter's like trying to get in touch with him. You and know like, what, but okay, but... but Without having seen the movie, just it didn't. The line. It didn't spoil it in the sense that it was spoiled. Yeah. It was just like this idea planted in my head that made me like, right, right. Like right. If, I wish I hadn't put heard you that. Up, put you, know? you on the alert, yeah. sort of thing. Or like I knew that the, the, what I, I don't know how it's going to get there, but it's going to get there eventually. Right. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Spoilers are weird. Like now that we have everything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting a random text from my boyfriend saying there's an angry cat outside and we live on the third floor. <laughs> so I'm just, and there's no balcony, really there's no balcony or anything. I'm like, how angry is this cat? How the fuck did it get up there? <laughs> um, what exactly is uh, anyway? So there's that waiting for me at home. Wonderful. Um, some sort of <laughs> so like, got spi- like Spider-Man cat, scared boyfriend really off. and angry cat waiting for you once you come home. Basically, but they're also cinnamon buns. So I That's mean, pretty you know. You take them and you get and you, you got some cinnamon buns. Kind of you got boyfriend buns. You got all the buns. Exactly. And an angry cat on the third floor with no bell and there's no ledge or anything. So it's <laughs> like base like scaling the edge of the building with like its claws or something. You know, I wish my really cat was an angry cat. My cat. You is, don't want an angry cat with claws. You know, you just want to like kick I it. I fucking hate angry bad. cats. You know, I love I w- cats. I'm definitely like a cat person rather than a dog person. Okay, but 
whenever I meet a cat that's just an asshole, because yeah. so, so many cats are just dickheads, <laughs> yeah, and if true. you go to try to pet them, they're like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you! Yeah. Get the fuck away from yeah. me! Or they let you pet you for like a second, or they let them let you pet them for a second too they're like yeah. no that's enough and they bite you yeah. and they bite you or you or you hit them in the wrong spot that <laughs> yeah, they don't exactly. like <laughs> oh i don't like it there get away from me the danger you know. zone danger zone i went to danger a danger zone yeah, yeah. Okay, now you're that was a clip okay sorry, <laughs> sorry guys just saying um i went to a another like staff christmas thing uh yesterday and the the couple oh man you ever go to somebody's house and i don't know oh, I'll just I'll, I'll play that out as the question. You ever go to somebody's house? So never. The, <laughs> the I went to this couple's house and like, oh, great apartment. They're just like so in love and they got things going on. They're both just like freelance artists and it's like it was so great. And I, at the same time, I was like, oh god, you guys you got everything. Wait, who are these people? Um, one girl that I work with at Sparrow. Oh, okay. And her boyfriend, and um, they've got a dog, a pit bull. I fucking love pit bulls. Mm-hmm. I think like if I get a dog, it's definitely gonna be a pit bull. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, it was the nicest dog ever. But they're fucking terrifying. The biggest head I've ever fucking seen, and just like pure bone. Just like yeah. And as I'm walking up the stairs, you just hear I'm like oh god, oh god, this is this is really scary. Like I'm glad that these people have welcomed me into their home because guaranteed. If, like, the dog noticed that they were feeling anxious or unnerved about the fact that I was walking up the stairs, I would be dead. Like, mm-hmm. I, I live with a husky. You've met Elkie. Elkie, yeah. She's... she's beautiful a, dog. She's a, she's beautiful. She's a great dog. She's, like, uh, a year and eight months. She's a midget husky. And I know that if she wanted to kill me, I think the, I could the, kill I think her. the politically correct term is little... Little person you're right. husky, your little dog a husky. Little, little dog husky. I'm sorry, I shouldn't use the word. Differently husky. abled husky. Differently abled husky. Anyway, she's very small. Differently and, abled. Um, That's the thing. That's I know that if thing. she wanted to kill me, I could kill her. Right. I could. I, I feel like I could take her, like, top hand on her top jaw, left hand on her bottom jaw. I feel like I'd so rip you thought her about this for a I while. definitely wouldn't oh, have definitely. the presence of mind to do that, though, I don't think. I think I could kill that dog. Yeah. And yet, the place that I was at yesterday with this pit bull... I know that no matter what I did, the dog yeah. would kill me. The dog would totally kill me. Yeah. There would be nothing well, I could do against this dog. Or like Saber, our friend's um, oh my God. wolf the ap- dog. It's not even a dog. It's a fucking wolf. It's a wolf. It's a wolf. It is a wolf. Named Saber. Named, named Saber. It's going to fuck yeah. you up one day. Yeah. But he, the, the he's thing, so timid and so shy. If you like stand up too fast, he'll like run away from you. Yeah, That's, he's, very, he's a very shy dog. But if you're standing erect... <laughs> sorry. If you're standing... Um, like the the dog's spine is like, pr- uh, like at midway up on your ribs. Like it's a very big dog. It's not a dog. Like we're saying, it's a fucking wolf. It's three quarters yeah. wolf, and they have to they have to like as they're walking around Montreal, they have to say like, oh no, it's actually like a like a wolfhound Malamute cross because like if they get caught with the fact that they have a more than a, a I think quarter breed wolf, they automatically put it down. Like what? there's there's no there, oh. like there's a certain degree of like wolf blood what? that's allowed in a dog in Montreal or in Quebec I think. That, but like, that's if, so ridiculous because it's the most like you said timid dog true ever. But here's the thing: the like, same with pit bulls in Ontario. That's the thing. Or in Alberta, like in is this the same there? Yeah, in in Edmonton they've they've like I don't know what the to the what degree, but they've like essentially banned pit bulls. And what's what's horrible is that like. 
it's a complete disconnect between the the animal itself and the kind of people that have a pit bull that would be violent. That's the thing. You know, it's like the most but well, most the, people, the, but the problem like, with a pit bull though is like yes, a lot of times they're not a problem. But like yeah. the the only way I kind of kind of understand the argument against it though is like it has the potential to be a weapon. It's kind of like and they were bred as fighting dogs. It has yeah. the potential. Like if you raise it as a nice dog, it will be a nice dog. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the idea. It's not, but if of, you get a Chihuahua, there's yeah. no way you can raise it to well, be a weapon. Yeah, it's almost like or it, like, it's like you're not going to raise weapons. So like you or we could I, throw it at somebody if we own. <laughs> did you just fucking throw your Chihuahua at me? <laughs> Grenade. Jesus. If we own an AK-47, you or I, we just have an AK-47 because we like to go out to the range and shoot a really powerful gun. But because it's such a powerful gun, if you put it in the hands of the wrong person, it has the potential to be extremely dangerous. But like a lot of other dogs, do not have that potential. Exactly, and that's why they're not as frowned upon as. But the thing is, uh, other dogs do. For example, I think the most statistically the most dangerous dog is a a Sharpe or a Chow Chow. Poodles, poodles are poodles. Poodles are fucking horrible. Like I've I once never was met a poodle. Stopped animal. like on the street by a poodle, and I, they wouldn't <laughs> let me cross. And for and for that matter, geese too. Yeah, geese are terrifying. All kinds of animals just like fuck you right up. But like yeah. no pit bulls, they have a, 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 like amazing capacity to be like wonderful. Yeah. But the thing is, I think what it is too is a lot of douchebags get, get those a kind of dogs just to you know, why those people because they're like put it out in the tough. yard, put it on a fucking chain, just like I want Precisely. this to be my guard dog. Precisely. I'm like just, I get that they're scary looking dogs, but at the same yeah. time, like. You can have a really nice animal that looks the, scary. At see, the, the same thing time. is, like, I never really understood why people were afraid of wolves. Or I mean, wolves travel in packs, so like yeah, you have like twelve of them on you. That's that's for sure. But like, I know dogs can really, even a small dog can fuck you up if it wants to. But I'm just like, if I if a dog attacked me, like I would just go like all in and just like destroy it. Depends on the dog, you know. Like I, I, I mean, really I've never I've never been bitten by a dog, so I don't. Nor have I. You know, so I'm assuming that like it's probably actually they have, no, they have not like true. a death grip. The the one time I got bit, they by have a dog, those jaws that just lock. You know what I mean? I got bit mm. by a dog one time, and it was by a golden retriever, which like are supposed to be really nice dogs. No, I was I recording an album um, with my band. And Any dog can fuck. When I was like 18, and we were like, okay, how can we make like some really cool sounds on this album? Like, yo, imagine like a vibrator on a guitar, Obvious. and so like. We, we we went to an adult sex shop to get a vibrator so we could like put it on the guitar and make cool sounds. And so outside of the sex shop, it was a source adult video. Source adult video. And, uh, the source. The source. Exactly. But the other source. Alberta, exactly. So we walked, I walked out of this place and next to the source adult video was a bar. And there was a dog tied up to a post next to this bar. And it's I'm kind of funny how like, adult video stores don't try to come up with cool sounding names no it's just like this is a source video. <laughs> adult source. video yeah. doesn't even like make sense yeah. so i was walking past it and this golden retriever just fucking latched onto my leg and started biting me and so i kicked it in the head and like obviously <laughs> you discovered my fatal do? flaw yeah. kick to the head <laughs> yeah, kick. and out of the bar runs this guy like hey hey what are you doing kicking my dog like your dog fucking attacked me he's like no just nipped ya it just nipped ya and yeah. I was like uh no my leg is bleeding right now and the funniest part was ah it's just a nip <laughs> another guy ran out of the bar just a like, fucking nip you guys but a flesh wound. I saw everything <laughs> I saw everything you want my number I will I'll go to court for you I saw everything like this guy a little bit too I eager I love your different Edmonton character voices well, yeah I was gonna say is that, what's his name from uh it's, it's a wonderful life the, <laughs> 
Like I, if I saw the whole thing, the dog <laughs> bit your leg. No, and I want to know. What is exactly this? That. Yeah. Uh, what's and that guy's so, like, name? I ended up just going home, being like, "Well, fuck, my leg is bleeding, but I'm not gonna like." Not gonna yeah, if you report that shit, the dog could be put down. But yeah, and what the guy said to me, the owner of the dog was like, "Don't you know not to walk between a truck and his dog?" I was like, well, "Wait, a truck? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the dogs the dog have a guarding his truck." The dog was guarding his truck, and that's why he bit me. Sorry, so the, I'm not a fucking deliverance hillbilly. I yeah. do not know that. <laughs> yeah. I would have hit it with my banjo, <laughs> but I left it at home. The dog you wasn't know, asking me to squeal like a pig. The so. funniest <laughs> thing is, like, this would be something that happens in Alberta. This Truly. would that's totally, such an Alberta story. The, the land oh, where you know, the place where like that you see the, the that's the so you, that, Evan. That's, that's such. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> that's you don't so, know me that well. That's so Evan. It's like that's so Raven, but instead of Raven, it's Evan. That's, that's so me. Evan. Yeah, that's me. Jesus. That's me. You know no, what's I'm really a- fucked up? My friends have started calling me Evanescence, and I'm really pissed off about. Oh, it I, I didn't even like, think of that. That's your you. new name. No, it's not. So Evanescence. Um, <laughs> I hate that band, and I hate the fact that people call, call me that. Call them a band? Is that are they what they are? A group. I don't group, know. yeah, a group, group that like did the title song of Daredevil with fucking Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, <laughs> one more reason to yeah. not watch that movie. Exactly. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm sure I've was a kid. A when I was a kid, I fucking loved Daredevil. I love I it too. It was the coolest shit ever. The rain scene where he's like up with the Electra on the roof and, and like, the rain's coming down. He's like, I just want to see you. Yeah. Who wasn't oh. there? Um, Jennifer Garner. That's see, it. that's the thing. Yeah. I, I totally got stand... a boner when they were like having sex. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm 12. Fine. I cannot <laughs> stand Ben Affleck or mm. Jennifer Garner. She has a horse face. People say hey. Sarah Jessica Parker has a horse face, but she has a horse face. Listen, I think man. They both, Listen come on, man. come on, come on. They Listen, both they have do. Horse Jennifer face. Garner. Okay, maybe different. You know what? When I met you, you weren't a homosexual. At least, sorry. Wait, and does we that have make re- sense? We have, for everyone listening, we have reached the climax. Yeah. And of then this he met Evan and no, he no. became a homosexual. You're clipping, buddy. Um, but no, you're talking about your boyfriend, so I feel like if it's, I talk it's okay like to, here, is it, is it, is this, I can't, I have no monitor. When you yell, talk. when you yell, go away. Okay, and when you're talking like okay. softly, come. So anyway, like, I, I feel like I'm this is yell. okay because you're talking about your boyfriend. I feel like I can bring it up. But what I was going to say is like, imagine yourself. Jennifer Garner sits down in front of you in a bar and you just go and she's just talking to you. It's like, hey, you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be like, uh, sorry, you got a horse face. Like, no, she's a beautiful woman. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a movie. I mean, the I same thing was supposed to be like Ben Affleck. I mean, of course, like, I mean, but I also feel like I also feel like we judge celebrities on a different level. Exactly. Exactly. But what I'm saying I just, is I like, don't like her face. It's not that like she's <laughs> no, see, it's not that it's, she's ugly. Right. Like she is. I mean, she is beautiful. I will say that. Okay. I mean, Ben Affleck, people, people love that guy. Matthew McConaughey too. But there's something I just do not like. Okay. But that's I, the kind I just of thing. try to picture when, whenever somebody puts down a celebrity on their looks. I try to imagine myself in a bar with that celebrity, and like, would I go? Eh. No, well, everybody on, in fucking movies or on t- TV, if they were next to me in a bar in real life, I'd be like, "Holy shit, you're the most beautiful person I've ever fucking seen." I'll sleep with people I'm not attracted to. <laughs> that, and the, that, that's okay. the crux of it, isn't it? That's it. That is it. I would. If, if I if I judged people based on if I was sitting next to you in a bar, would I talk to you? Yeah, it would be a lot of people, of course. The thing is, if the people that I would actually engage, right? Like romantically, platonically, sleep with somebody that I'm not attracted to. I think. think that's but the, the thing is too, like, it's charisma and, and it's your personality as right. well. And the thing is, like, I met like 
what was it? I saw Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck, and I just like I don't like that guy. Right. I don't know if it's his, his acting. Yeah, as his, a person, his, his, I don't like. As him. a person, that's yeah. what I mean. And the thing is, uh, the, their personality sort of self sort of morphs into like it sort of is reflected in their appearance to yeah. me. And I noticed you know, their flaws. If I, if I was like, if I was interested in in the male persuasion, and Ben Affleck sat sat down next to me at a bar. I wouldn't be like, eh. I'd be like, yo, you're like a really good looking dude. I think yeah. I could, yeah, I'd totally do it. Totally. You'd have sex with Matt Damon? No, we're talking about Ben Affleck here. Oh, sorry, Ben, whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, same thing. They're, yeah, they are pretty much the same thing. <laughs> They're a duo. Pretty much the same but thing. no, totally, Two man. sides of the same thing. I, 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 like so. I like Matt Damon more than I like Ben Affleck. Yeah, me too, yeah. but I think I'd do it. Yeah, totally. Is he, like, like I would do it for the story. If, if, are we assuming that they're, they're famous when they say no, that next no, no, no. that they're I'm just, just random like, you have no idea who they are you just see them as another human being in a bar <laughs> wait are you like, saying well, you would well, sleep shit. with them or you would like admit that you find them attractive depends on how well he held a conversation but I think like you have to really consider the fact myself included so, that if somebody attractive sat down next to me and talked to me like okay I will go with it yeah exactly if somebody sat down next because people don't do that anymore yeah. right like if somebody sat down and explained they're good looking, I'm like, okay, I will take a chance on yeah, that, pretty exactly. much. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it's weird. Like, I I feel like the the conversations, the podcast always come back to this. Like, imagine a scenario you with a person in a bar. Like, like that's you're why you call like, it the ejaculation. It, it's all about. It's, it's always about sex. It's true. It always comes back to that. But like, you're right. Like it. It's. I feel like it's harder and harder to engage with somebody harder. in person. Yeah, harder. <laughs> See, this is my it's third harder. Thing. So, like, basically, it's harder to happen from now on. Harder to engage with. <laughs> no, but I feel like it's harder and harder, more and, and more difficult and harder <laughs> to engage with somebody in person. How you know, hard. like it's there's all these weird boundaries that people put up before they actually meet a person mm-hmm. that are just like already there. Where it's like, what do you mean, Mike? I don't know. Like, so sit, you're sitting in a bar. You're sitting down by yourself. Okay. You know? I come and sit down <laughs> I've next to you. I've been there. I sit down next to you. I order a drink. I'm also by myself. Mm-hmm. And I just start talking to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of your first reactions is like, why the fuck is this guy talking to me? As mm-hmm. opposed to just like, here's another human being. Who knows? Like, who knows? But if I'm, such a, I'm such a friendly, if... fun-loving, open person yeah. that I would be totally willing to talk to you. Uh, okay. Thanks. No, I know what you well, mean. But it's you true. know what I'm like, saying? Like it's it, it's different. I would I, be like, damn it! I wish you were a hot girl. Well, okay. So I might I, be like, I can change for you. Okay. No homo. Hashtag no homo. I can't change. <laughs> well, I mean, the but thing I would is, I, mean, I would talk to you. The thing That's is fine. that I just thing, feel like if I'm in a bar by myself. I'm like, I mean, even as in my even, most even as a, as a friend sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to this actually. With my boyfriend, by the way, um, if he's listening. He's, yeah. <laughs> oh, he'll listen. He'll listen. Don't worry. Uh, I was talking to him and I was like, you know, have you ever seen those people like in a bar or in a cafe walking oh. in the street? And you're just like, you want to go and ask them to be your friend. Yeah, like, we look at you. Like, I, I'm looking at you. You're dressed like me. You seem like, cool. like, can I ask yeah. you out on a friend date? Right. You know, like, let's hang out sometime. Yeah. Like, I want to spend time with you because you look really cool, blah, yeah. blah, blah, sort of thing. Exactly. And for someone, like, I'm not an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I'm, I mean, I can, I can be pretty intro- extroverted in the right setting. Yeah. You're a middlevert. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like, I just really fucking hate people. Like, I'm pretty pessimistic. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. sort You're of a thing. misanthrope. Misanthrope. See? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I would not 
I would find like even if I'm in a group of people and you know we're talking, I find something to be like, oh no, he's a fucking yeah. douchebag. Yeah, there's you, that you find kind of thing. reasons. That like kind of thing. Yeah, like if I was sitting just like at a coffee shop, and somebody who otherwise maybe I met at a party, somebody introduced me, we could be really good friends. But if somebody just like came up to me and said, yeah, uh, hey, you look really cool, blah blah blah, I'd be like, what's your fucking catch? What's the game here? Like, what is going on? What do you want yeah, from what me? What do you want from me? Like, what's because I think it's it's the old Groucho Marx joke. I wouldn't want to be part of any club that would have that someone would have like me, me as for a member. member. <laughs> yeah. So if some guy's coming up to me being like, "Hey, do you want to be my friend?" I'm like, "Fuck you!" No, you I don't. Because really I don't want to be friends with someone who's gonna. A, come up to someone like me, yeah. but B, just come up to me. Like, I assume you have your own stuff going on and you exactly. don't need to solicit friendship exactly. from strangers. Hopefully. You know, that's how yeah. I, I would look at it. Like, not, not that I don't, not that I think we all have these boundaries that I wish we could break. It's, yeah, it's I that. Think, I think that's probably at, at the basis of a lot of people's, like, insecurities towards, towards being. <clears throat> like, whenever, whenever I'm, like, I have that instinct of, like, that mm-hmm. guy looks so cool. I wish I could be his friend. Like, it's, it usually, it's usually like because they seem like they've cool got a lot you. of cool stuff going and on. The thing is, because know? we live in a society too, where we don't want to show our insecurity, and we don't want to like show that we need yeah, people. Exactly. Right. You know, and that's you want to be the guy who's just like totally cool with being. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. You see, that's that's the very difference in in other societies that I've visited, namely Abu Dhabi. Right. And the, so getting what, the getting come out to each other and just say hey. Exactly, getting the message from the the taxi driver. You know, shout out to Abdul Karim if he's listening to this. <laughs> oh, you said um, his name. That's great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, the one Abdul Kareem. Not to be, you know? not to be racist, yeah, but I was about to say, like, how many Abdul Kareem pre- taxi gonna be drivers quite a few. do you think there are? You know, gonna be quite a few. <laughs> Same thing. I like that kind of thing is like in there, and he's he was Pakistani, right? And like as a Middle Eastern, like, like even as an Asian culture, it's a lot more of a social culture than North Americans who like don't even know their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 don't. They, they they take it for granted rather they take it for granted that they that's not, what I mean to say is they accept it and they embrace it that and they're all very open about it that they do need intense socialization right that's a part of that's what they need if you go out like um, but what's fascinating though is like the, the way I would have a reaction to somebody who I can tell is like in my own culture who comes mm-hmm. up to me and is like really overly friendly automatically I think you're trying to scam me in some way. Yeah, you either mm. want to fuck me or you want to get. Money but if it's from like me. or both. But if it's oh, like both. some I don't know some like British guy or like an, a yeah, Jamaican guy sure. or someone from a different culture. Yeah, like, all okay. of a sudden I'm interested. There's a Jamaican yeah. guy who wants rolling papers. And it's <laughs> and whether it's whether it's a Jamaican guy who wants See, actually, rolling papers. I had a weird papers. experience in the Longueuil Metro. I was <laughs> I was in the Longueuil. The infamous Longueuil Metro. Longueuil Metro. The infamous Longueuil Metro. I was working in uh, the asshole of Metro. The asshole of Montreal. Yeah, the asshole of Metro's. They got an underground bar. Anyway, it's 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 gross. Um, really? I was working in uh, Saint Bruno doing landscaping, and so I came back. I got a slice of pizza, and I just wanted to like before I got on the metro home. I just wanted to like chill, so I sat on a bench. And this guy, this very well dressed, um, very dark uh, black dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Very well dressed, but he's dark as sin. No, I didn't say. But. He's a he's dark as but. midnight. There was no but. This is just another part of who he was. And um, so I'm sitting there, and he said, and like he, he's like, dark hey, as sin. Hey, how's it going? I'm gonna like, use that. Dark as sin. Midnight. No, and so I had started having conversation with him. He's like, hey, um, uh, can we uh, can we take picture? 
I was like, oh, yeah, he's, sure. he's also the one black guy from Eastern Europe, apparently. <laughs> well, Count my accents are bad. So anyway, he handed me his phone. I was like, I thought he wanted to take a picture with me. And so I, like, go well, up for the away. selfie. He's like, no, 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 just picture of me. And I'm like, okay. So Did forget the accent. Forget the accent. Was. And uh, so I was like, oh, okay, sorry. So, like, he got up, like, he walked in front of me and, like, crossed his arms. And I took a picture of him. He's like, oh, thank you very much. That's and, so uh, awkward. Like you went, very awkward. went to go and take a picture together. And he's like, he's, he's like, like, no, no, just, no, just, just of me. me. <laughs> and so then he sat down next to me. He's like, he asked me where I'm from. I asked him where he's from. He's so like, felt oh, was hey. it his phone? His phone? Uh, his phone. Okay, because like, I'm I'm listening to this thinking that it's your phone. I'm no. like, this random person wants no, to be no. in your phone. Okay, no, he just okay, wanted okay. a picture of himself, but not with me apparently. And uh, he said he was from Zimbabwe. He had just moved here. He was really well dressed. He's like, hey, um, so I'm just looking for friends, like. Uh, can I have your number? I was like, okay, sure, man. Like, this is great. Like, this guy just wants friends. So I add his number into my phone. I add my number into his phone. And then he's like, okay, goodbye. And I'm like, he goes in for a hug. I'm like, okay, I'll give you a hug. And he like, kisses me on the cheek. I'm like, oh, oh, this is different. This is different. Why? French people kiss each other on the cheek. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't a French kiss. It was like a, let's do something together they don't the first cheek. of all they don't hug and they do not definitely do not kiss on the cheek in africa people from zimbabwe right no zimbabwe i don't know what it was it, but like, that's not like it's not a french like get to know somebody like cool i can be like his montreal contact and, and then i realized he was trying to pick me up you was were, it like was it like a slow kiss like he's like like lick your no, face or? no there was no licking but it was like a it was like a a, a big black lip kick kiss on the face wow. just like a a big black lip kiss on the face okay did everyone hear that okay no. white Listen, people don't have lips like i wish people. i had the lips of an african you, lips of an- really <laughs> not that it's not that it's bad okay. but i'm just like no, that's a I, wish you have i i'm the same <laughs> first of all i'm taking the piss i mean i'm just i'm, I'm joking because i i talk like this too like i i it's the same thing for me yeah yeah we have big lips um <laughs> I've got tiny little Ukrainian fucking slits for lips. I wish I had like the big just. I I made out with a um, a black w- girl in in a in a bar once. We were dancing and we started making out, and I was surprised at how like like stiff the lips were. It was like <laughs> stiff upper lip, stiff upper lip, and just like solid. I Hopefully th- that's not, the only stiff lip, not like gushy. <laughs> yeah. I, I was stiff in my pants but right, you know, right. I was like can you s- stiff my have you stiff- ever have you ever slept <laughs> with, the, with a black girl never I've only slept with white people actually no I slept with one girl who was from Tunisia and I don't know what that makes I've them. only slept with Caucasians yeah. and one Asian so basically some Caucasian or so something with Asian so, in yeah it. something with Asian in it Tunisians yeah Tunisians I went to Tunisia actually um, they consider themselves African but not like Sub-Saharan African. Okay, it's like they're they're, they're very much a mix. So like, I know some are like, oh, we're proud African, like the whole Gaddafi thing. But that's Libya. Like, yeah, we're part of African community. Like, we have like, it's kind of like, it's the same with Jamaicans actually, right? Because if you don't know this, um, Caribbean, I mean the Caribbean community, like Jamaicans, Barbadians, um, or Bajans, uh, okay. Bahamians. Does that include Cuba? No. Like Actually, English, 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 um, English, Caribbean. Oh, because they speak Spanish there, right? Exactly, and they're not predominantly, but heavily like Spanish. So they're they're lighter, and okay. it's a different culture. Right. Um, they they have a lot of like r- rivalry and um, hmm. 
yeah, a lot of issues with each other. But I mean, Caribbeans and Africans do not get along most of the times. Caribbeans will be like, oh, you you still live in like a fucking uh, third world like shithole, um, and you, like you're you live in a hut. What is this shit like? And we're we're like we're and the thing is, Jamaicans particularly are very proud of their British roots. Really, and very I proud. Trying to escape from that, you know. What? No, okay, because the so British, the British didn't to, really to ask you as as a half Jamaican. Um, something about the like uh, I don't know. I don't want to call it a renaissance, but like something about Jamaican culture has a lot to do with what I think is Jewish culture. They talk about going to Zion. They talk about being the chosen. You're talking people. about um, Rastafarians, yeah, Rastafarians. which are viewed in Jamaica as like. Crazy motherfuckers, like cultists, right? They're they're like, cultists. You in Jamaica. listen to they're Marley, like, like you listen to any Rasta music, like a lot of reggae, and they're talking about going to Zion, being the chosen people. I was like, wait, you're recycling Judaism, yeah. Yet, well, like, it's, it's also in Christianity to... too. It's in the Bible, oh, well, in the in the Old Testament, but um, like, what's that about? Where did that fucking it's, start? It's, it basically is a really it's like a, a cult, and it's not taken seriously in Jamaica, okay. and it's not a mainstream thing at all. Right. I mean. As an aside, like is marijuana, it, is it like is, the way that, the way that Hollywood, a lot of Hollywood actors are Scientologists. <laughs> Great think, reggae musicians are Rastafarian. I think Scientology comes with like I, people just want to have contacts. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not really like, a huge into reggae. I don't know how many re- reggae artists are Rastafarian. Um, but w- like one anecdote about Rastafarianism is like they have this whole thing with um, with Haley Selassie. Who's that? The, the the Ethiopian emperor em, emperor the emperor the emperor yeah Haley Selassie um and he was considered like the lion of Zion okay um, and he he was this random Ethiopian emperor Sounds like a and there's a thing between Ethiopia <laughs> and Jamaica too there, there's like a tract of land in Ethiopia where like Ethio- where Jamaicans now live some Jamaicans Rastafarians and he was getting off an airplane. He'd, he's on a state visit to Jamaica in like the 60s or something. And the light hit him in a certain way and it looked like he had a halo. Okay. And then all the people, I think that's how Rastafarianism started. Something like that. <laughs> no way. Needless to say, like, I don't know yeah. very much about it. I don't want to really offend anyone or... The, or the, the point of this podcast is we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We yeah. just kind of say... Whatever. But I don't want to, like, I don't want to like, talk beyond what I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. And um, this not, it's not a very like mainstream thing whatsoever and it's yeah. not um so they probably yeah i mean of course they appropriated a lot of things but oh. jamaica, is jamaica particularly religious like are there a lot of like christians there or anglican a, like a lot Angl- of anglicans yeah oh. because they're very very because like if you take jamaica and haiti for example like haiti like the french and british pattern of colonialism was very different the british were a lot more forgiving they're very like you're we're british you're from here but we'll treat you with respect whereas the french were like if you speak French and you profess to be a Frenchman, then you can be part of us, huh. you know, a lower level of us, but like you're still Ooh. us. But when colonialism collapsed, the French just like fucking left overnight, <laughs> um, which is why like French parts of Africa are a lot worse off than English, right. um, English, uh, former, like formerly English uh, colonies. Um, but Haiti was oh, different. that's be- fascinating. I didn't even think of that. It's really fucked up because the French left overnight. Like, yeah, you deal with this. Like Vietnam too. Um, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Indochina, yeah, that sort of thing. But the British were like, okay, we're going to leave, but we're going to slowly. Because they still wanted to keep their empire, right? Yeah, and like they realized that like if we leave overnight, like things are going to go to shit. And we've bribed too many tribal leaders, and we fuck things up way too much. So right. like you know, let's sort of balance this out. 
But I mean, Haiti is different because but they the had French are just like, fuck it, we're out of here. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, because like they had it, they went bankrupt. They was like, fuck, we like, right. we were being invaded by Germany, you know, so like we can't really do much besides just like leave them alone. But Haiti was different. They actually had a slave revolution, um, so they kicked the French out actually. Wow. And Whoa. Jamaicans are not very fond of Haitians as a general rule. I don't want to say that everyone is like that, but it's kind of there's a lot of this like um classism and and mm. and i would say racism too like yeah. culturalism sort of thing yeah. but yeah like i'm saying jamaican or like caribbeans will be like towards africans like you're living a hut um you know you're talking about like mama african all this shit but we're like refined we speak english like mm. we and a lot of Jamaicans are very proud to be mixed you'll meet someone yeah. in jamaica like dark as midnight and be like oh yeah. I'm half Irish <laughs> and it's like mm, it's, it's a running joke too yeah. like it's, it's a thing like they're very proud to be mixed wow um, they're very proud of that sort of thing like Tunisians like they're very proud to be like Arab Berber wow. African this kind of mixed sort of thing and Africans will be what they'll say towards Caribbeans is like oh you're slaves and why don't wow. you have your proper African name you're walking around with an, a white man's name oh god and the Jamaican guy will be like oh sorry you're a prince of Nigeria what what molehill are you the prince of you know <laughs> like, exactly sort of thing <laughs> and you know it's kind of it's it's it's, 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 a, it's a back and forth that's been going on for quite some time but it's you can't really say that they're the same same sort hmm. of thing um, only ever, I've only ever met a few Haitians the Haitians that I've met were all in um, when I went to the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. and yeah, this is, it, it wasn't it wasn't like oh hey nice to meet you you're a Haitian it was just like uh, I was introduced to these people as Haitians like okay here's the border and and mm-hmm. here we are as Haitians that was a very, very it's one of those things like it's experience. you you can't really appreciate the cultural difference or Im- impact unless you're I, from I wasn't there, able really. to appreciate any of it because I was just you're in a resort town too the yeah, entire probably. time I was in a resort and yet I I managed to I don't know get very friendly with one of the servers or the the waitresses oh, okay yeah. her name was Christine Christine C-R-I-S-T-I-N is this, your, is this your Dominican love affair waitress this is my Dominican love affair waitress which at this point I'm okay with it, but up until this point, I still kind of wondered, like, do I have a Dominican child? I was just about to say there is a little Evan Johnston. Yeah. Evan J. We've said uh, our last names yeah, like a million no, times. Our, okay. our last names are, are up there. They're, they're part of the, the title of the podcast. But it it was so, so strange. Like, I've only, like I said, I've only met a couple of Haitians, and both of the times that I've met them were in the Dominican. I... I was with my fucking family. My grandmother took us on a, on a. Uh, you know where the bathroom is, right? Yeah, Somewhere all the way down. Yeah. My grandmother took us on a vacation. Basically, like, she's in her eighties, and she said, like, listen, instead of me dying and giving you guys, like, you know, uh, some kind of financial, you know, penance, uh, let's all go on a trip together. So she took twenty of our our family members out to the to the Dominican, and uh, so with my family, like we had this one server. Her name was Christine, and she was really cute, and she was serving us all the time. And I got really drunk and ended up waking up the next day and having her number in my phone. You don't remember like meeting her at all. I remember meeting her, but I got so fucking drunk that I don't remember the the point in which I said like, "Hey, can I have your number?" Blah 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 blah. Wow. So I had her number on my phone, and then the next day we we met, 
and uh, she's like, "Okay, hey, let's go to the disco." And this whole time, I don't know going any, to the disco. I don't know any fucking Spanish, so the way that we communicated was I had a translator on my phone, like uh-huh. a translating app, to so be like, "Hey, um, you are very beautiful. Let us hang out tonight." And I would like show her the phone. She's like, oh. anyway, "I love that." So she's like, "Okay, let's go to the disco." I'm like, "Okay, cool, disco." And so she's like, "Okay." Uh, don't talk to me for like half an hour because we're not supposed to like socialize with the patrons. Meet me at, in the parking lot here. It was like, okay, mom, dad, going to bed. And so I went without Your parents are like, yeah, right, yeah, Evan. Yeah, I went like having no idea what the language was. I like just stood in this parking lot and she's like, okay, we're going to get a taxi to go to this disco. And apparently what a taxi means is just like some dude in a car that you pay him to drive you to someplace. So I was like, okay, this sounds cool. Got in this car. We're driving for like half an hour. And then the whole time I'm just like, hey, um, donde esta um, la disco? And then the driver would turn around and just like, <laughs> and look at Christine and she'd be like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like my parents told me don't talk to girls here because they're just going to try to take my money. So good thing I didn't have any money on me. So we go to this place, which is apparently a disco. There's nobody in there. And we're just drinking Presidente, which is just like... like the, the one beer that the they have. The one beer that they have, and we're drinking it. And <laughs> keep this in mind, I'm wearing stupid fucking like tourist swim shorts, like a loose button-up shirt, and my glasses. And what's the funniest part about this is like, no Cubans wear glasses. So part of the reason... Wait, that, Dominicans? Sorry, Dominicans. Part of the reason why she thought my like I was so attractive is because I had glasses on. She's like, "Oh, I love your glasses." It's just like because nobody else wore glasses. I'm wearing like stupid fucking wide rim like Ray Bans, and so we go there and like I'm not a dancer. All Dominicans are dancers, and so it's she's like a just big like, part of the culture. <clears throat> like grind like. The, it wasn't a sexual thing. That's so thing, awesome. But I wish like, there was video of part this. Of, part of how she's dancing is just like grinding her ass into my crotch. It was like, uh, uh, I can't help having like a massive boner in these like I wonder if that's normal. Shorts. No, it's true. Like they just are all great dancers. No, it's no, no. But like, like, like you say that um, like her grinding her ass into your crotch isn't sexual. It's just how they dance. Right. Do, but do the guys get boners? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, I got one. So I'm just like walking around just like, please shoot me. I'm a dumb tourist. Please rob me. Like basically that's like what I'm putting out there based on how I look. And so anyway, like we go back to the resort. The next day we do it again. She's like, let's go to La Playa. Let's go to La Playa. I'm like, okay. So we get another taxi. And this taxi is just like a dude on a motorbike. So I just walked in. I want to know why you did air quotations when you said taxi. Because it wasn't a taxi. It was just a dude on a motorcycle. I figured as much. Okay, yeah. So he's a motorcycle this time. There was three of us on the back of a motorcycle. Just like... And she's like going to the playa. As we go to this beach... How old is she? She was 19. She's... Okay. I was 24 at the time. And uh, so we go to the beach. She's just like... Oh my god, this is fucking amazing. Like this is what I wanted. I was like I didn't want to experience the resort thing. Like that was great. Like unlimited alcohol, great. Hanging out with my family. Like okay, here I am in the Dominican with a Dominican girl on a fucking like non-disclosed beach just like watching the waves roll in by the light of the moon. And so we had like great sex on the beach. That's but so then sweet. It was amazing. But then she's like, "Okay, now we have to go home." I'm like, "Okay, can we get another taxi?" She's like, "No, we have to walk." I'm like, uh, what? 
And so we're walking back, and she's like super sketched out. She's like looking around both her shoulders. She's like, no, no, no. If any Dominican guy sees me with a white guy, they're going to kill you. I'm like, yeah. oh, um, what? She's like, no, 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 no. We have to be super quiet because they're going to kill you. I'm like, oh, okay. And here I am with just like, you know, I've got like fucking jizz stain in my shorts because I just fucked this Dominican girl. And like we walk back. Finally end up back at the resort. You just on your own shorts. That's yeah. interesting. And then the next night, there was like another disco party going on. And I met this guy who worked at the resort. He called himself Obama. And he was like, I'm Jesus Obama. Christ. I'm like, are you really named Obama? He's like, yeah, I'm Obama with two A's. Obama. I'm like, okay. He's like, like Obama. hey, you want some cocaine? I'm like, yes, I want some cocaine. And he just has this charisma. Yeah. So we go into the bathroom. I buy cocaine off him. He's like, hey, you going to the disco? I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. I'm, me- I'm meeting Christine. Uh, we'll see. He's like, oh, you want a Dominican girl? You know, Dominican girls like to fuck all night. You ready for that tight pussy? I'm like, well, wow. yeah, Obama sort sounds of. awesome. So Obama was cool. He gave me cocaine. But anyway, I met up with Christine. And it was like the allegedly. last. The last allegedly. The last night I was there. She's like, okay, we're going to go somewhere special. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, we're going to go to what I thought she said was my apartment. She's like, okay, cool. We're actually going to go to your place. We don't have to fuck on the beach. Like, great. So we get into another taxi. What it turns out we went to is something called a love hotel. So it's just like a giant parking lot with what 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 looks like... Or <laughs> a love parking lot. Yeah. A Condos on, a, on either side. It, it looks like a motel. So the the taxi, which is just some dude... Drives us into a garage. We get out in the garage. The taxi drives away. We walk up the stairs. And we ring a doorbell on the inside. And so she rings the doorbell on the inside. About five minutes later, there's a knock on like a little... Kind of like a milk door. And Mm -hmm. so there's a knock. Christine opens up the milk door. Hands like a nameless face some money. And the nameless face passes in a basket full of condoms and lube well, they were and doing the a responsible remote control thing. for the TV. And so we just like, Obama was right, man. Obama was fucking right. She just wanted to fuck all fucking night. Obama so was like, right It got to the point along. where I was just like, I can't fuck anymore. Like, you gotta a take change we can believe in. Yeah. And anyway, my grandma found out that I left the resort. She's like, I just hope you are safe. That's, anyway. that's so funny. One of yeah. those grandma things, like you, you meant one thing, but you might have meant another, or both. Yeah. Yo, move the mic closer. When you get that far back, it's, I think you get a bit distant. Yeah, it's weird because I can hear myself very well, but it's probably not the Maybe case. it's different to me because I can't hear myself at all, but I can hear your mic better than anybody else's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the way I feel to my I can hear my yeah. mic really well. Okay, maybe it's the same for everybody. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dominican Republic I've never been to. It's a totally different thing than... Um, the, only, the only places I've really traveled to are... Like, I went to Mexico, but I just went to, like, Puerto Vallarta and just was in a resort, so it doesn't really count yeah. as anything. But I went to Cuba. I went to Havana and another town on the other side of the island called Cienfuegos, yeah. which, which is... Um, have you been to Cuba before? Not once. It's awesome. When you don't do the, like, Veradero resort thing, which is what most people do, um, and you actually stay in Havana, it's awesome. It's so great. Um but uh, it was it was it was the, I was 16 and it was the first time I ever got drunk was in Cuba because it was, I was legally allowed to. So my parents were like, "I guess you're allowed, whatever." And so I drank um, 
the uh, Cristal, which was the one beer that they had. They had like Cristal, which was yeah, their the- cerveza, and then they also had another one. I forget. I don't remember the name of it, but it had like a, it was like a Roos, like a like a red amber beer okay, that had sure. like a pirate on it, and I, I forget what it was. <laughs> Not Red Stripe, right? No, definitely not Red Stripe. It was, um, yo, help yourself to those beers in there too if you want. But um, it was, um, it was a, it was a weird time. And my mom was like, "So, did you feel drunk?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no, no. I didn't feel anything. I didn't get a buzz at all. No." Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I was like stumbling around. <laughs> stumbling like, around. Yeah. That reminds me of my my 18th birthday party. I don't know why I thought of this randomly. Sorry to steal your story, if you're... No, no, this is what that was the end of the story. That's how it goes, I know. Okay, so basically, yeah, it was my 18th birthday. And, I mean, being in a... In a, in a yeah, I don't, I don't get this whole Microsoft... Microsoft... Microphone closeness thing. That's no, okay. Don't worry um, about it. I got the internet when I was, like, 12 years old. Mind okay. you, so I don't know what any of this is, basically. It could be fucking witchcraft voodoo, for all I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just straight-up magic at that it's, point. It's magic. You know, I don't. I can't explain electricity. It's just, it just happens. So, anyway. But I remember when I was my 18th birthday, I mean, being in a, in, in a, in a German family, you're drinking from the age of five anyway. <laughs> I mean, like, like shots of schnapps and beer for breakfast, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Which is totally not a joke. Like, it's, it's 2% beer, right, but, like, right, it's right. still... Um, probably had a developmental impact on me, but you know, I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, what are you gonna? You know do? exactly. Eighteenth so, birthday wasn't that much to me because I've been drinking before. But my, my my family took me to this place called uh, what was it Champs, or it was this huge, huge sports bar. Like it's a size of a Walmart, basically. There's like a whole mini golf range inside, wow. like a gaming thing. There's like four different bars, sort of thing. And they remember they gave me, uh, we just like we're drinking like crazily. I mean, it might be like in retrospect, it was a lot less than what I remember because I was maybe more lightweight. But I mean, we were drinking like, and the things we were mixing a lot too. Um, right. And they, they gave us this, uh, there was one shot, there were, my cousins were there, so there were some women, some men. And the men had to do this thing, it was a muff diver, and it's basically a martini glass with a shot glass inside. With like the whipped cream, with on the whipped top. cream, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the women had to do like the thing where they pick up the the shot glass with their lips blow and basically job? the blowjob, and yeah, everyone's exactly. like, "See me, I'm like, yeah, you might want to give me the shot glass, but I'll take the off because I had whipped cream. I'm like, fuck, yeah, yeah. I'm you know, I'm hungry at this point. <laughs> um, and so, but yeah, and basically got like blind drunk, and my for some reason my mother is waiting at home with my aunt, the mother of all of my cousins, uh, just like waiting out for me to come home. She's probably like terrified. <laughs> You know, like my 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 cousins and my and my uncle was there. Okay, this like old Dutch man, was, like fucking crazy, just like drinks like a, a fish. <laughs> um, came home and then they set this thing up on the counter where it was like like I think it was ten different shot glasses and ten different liqueurs, um, oh liquors. You don't mix that shit. <laughs> Long story short, on the, like got home. Uh, took my pants off in the middle of the yard with like my <laughs> Wait, mom. How old were you at this point? This is eighteen. Okay, this is my eighteenth okay, birthday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Took my pants off, like pissed, fell into it, vomited, fell into it. Uh, demanded that I have, I think it was like like forty chicken nuggets or something. <laughs> then passed out for two days and woke up and like my mom had not left my bedside, being like, "I thought you died." And wow. I'm like, why am I still in bed then? Why did you take me to a hospital? She's like, uh, it's the it's the You're way German. we do things. Yeah. Like I knew you would come around, but like at the same time, like I was kind of scared, and I was like, 
<laughs> bitch, I could have died. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I had alcohol poisoning. Oh and not God. the first time that happened, too, you yeah. know? Like, I'm wow. you just kind of resilient to that shit when you're, when you're German, mm. I guess. Or, or, I mean... To me, I don't think I could ever get alcohol poisoning because when I get to a certain level of <laughs> drunkenness, I just start vomiting. <laughs> And my body that, just—that's the idea. All out rejects but here's the thing. everything. You, and I'm sort you of grateful drink like for that. a normal human being. Like I was at a party uh, when I was 18, and there was a guy who beer bonged vodka. The that's beer bong is only that's ever how you get alcohol poisoning, right? Like and the, and, and the like people who drink two six into your stomach as an 18 year old, yeah. he's in a coma for fucking four days. Yeah, 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 yeah. That happened to so that's many kids fucked. I knew in high school. Yeah. Now that's that's actually what turned me off of drinking in high school. Is people like huh. getting to the hospital. I'm like, this doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this is hor- like sounds like a horrible. And you people are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I hate you people. Yeah. I'm gonna you know just go home yeah. and you see. And that's the quietly. thing. That's the thing. That's the difference between North American and 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 Europe. European drinking habit. Okay. Because we drink. I mean, in, in I mean, I, I mean, in in um, high school and when you're young, you university you drink to get fucked up. I mean, yeah, I've seen of this course. everywhere. But I find that it's more like you drink because not only like because the liquor is good uh-huh. or a wine is good, but you drink. See, I never like drank because it was good. I wanted to drink to fit yeah. in. Yeah, and this is the thing though in Europe. People do not mix as much. Like right. if you go to a bar, like you drink, you're drinking wine, and right. I've seen that in France. And you probably you went to France. Yeah, you seen that. Yeah. People will actually go to a, like a club and will drink wine exactly. all night, and they will not mix. And that's like a cardinal rule of of like European like drinking cultures. You do right. not fucking mix. You and go if to you a mix, pub, you drink beer. You go to the wine bar, you drink wine. And exactly. Then, yeah. And like you can do a few shots. Like if it's whiskey, whiskey and beer go together. It's kind oh, of like it's, it's you great. know like husband and wife sort of thing. Yeah. Or husband and husband 2014. You know, <laughs> there sort of we thing. go. Or wife and all wife. All that you know in the whole world. Yeah. That basically that kind of thing. But here it's just kind of like just just debauch. It's like just mix <laughs> anything. There's no rules. Just like you know and but something uh, something about uh, that I discovered in Montreal was the 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 pint of beer and a shot of whiskey, like that's something that I that like you know you mix always like, like in Edmonton you, like you mix but like a lot of people here will just get like as an order be like pint of beer shot of whiskey they'll do the shot of whiskey and then drink see their a whiskey beer. for me like it's sacrilege almost like a whiskey you drink neat or on the rocks well but we're talking like, about like Canadian club. You're, I mean, at a club. No, I'm talking about Canadian club. The, at, a, at a club. Oh, I thought the, you were talking like at a bar. The Rye. No, I'm talking about just like you take a shot of CC. Oh, you the take a shot of Jameson. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's to, be, to be fair, like being in Montreal has spoiled me too because like <laughs> I've become much more of a beer snob. Yeah. And a There's wine so snob, many microbrews so to, to try though. Yeah. That's the thing. There's so many different places you can go and have like a really interesting beer. And like pub culture too. Like or yeah. like or bar culture like... Um, like the whole microbrewery or the whole like micro distillery exactly yeah, yeah yeah like i'm like oh is this is this where was this rum made it's <laughs> yeah. like i will not i'll touch. pay 12 dollars for this thing just to sip it for a while and... the, but the thing you know the funny thing is too is i find a lot of times that like these private or like smaller like s- smaller places that turn out rum or beer or whatever like, yeah. it's actually cheaper yeah or if it's not, that's I mean, well, I mean it depends know, like, what you compare it to. That's that's to be that, that's you know what, one place, fair. one micro. I I don't know, micro, maybe even macro, but micro brewery that we used to go to all the time was Benelux, and they would have really really good beers, and I was willing to pay like eleven dollars a beer for like a nine percent, you know, homemade brew. Remember that one? It was um, what was it called? Um, 
the kamikaze the kamikaze or yeah. something like that it was like it was 11 a, bucks or was it yeah. just for that beer it was 11 bucks for a nine percent beer and it was just they like, always give you like the half pint no like have you ever been to benelux yeah it's they've got some good shit there man we like fuck it's been a couple years but like you me and mm-hmm. dave used to go there like every weekend benelux was one got, of the like, first bars i ever went to yeah um with the 12 angry men crew Okay. Back in the day when I was doing those plays in first year university. Right. And uh, we went, I I have it here. Um, And so we would, um, we, I just went to Benelux and I was like this like bright eyed, you know, 18 year old. (laughs) Yeah. You still seem like a bright eyed 18 year old to me, man. That's because I am one. Uh, Except now now I'm 22. So. Wow. Oh, you're getting up there. I'm the oldest person in this room again, aren't I? You're 26. Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm 25. I'm right behind you. 22, 23, 24. By the way, it all goes downhill from 25. Just saying. You know what? I'm feeling pretty good about being 25 so far. Dostoevsky said that real life doesn't actually start until your 70s. Great. Then we got a lot of time. time. Seeing as as how I'm not going to make it to that, then I guess it doesn't mean (laughs) I'm going to live. Nah, you got it, man. You got it. Yeah, you know, live fast. Do you have a, a death wish? I, I don't have a death wish. I'm I just do. kind of like a friend of ours. I, I'm not sure if you met her. She was she she came to Blizz on last Mondays. Steph, last Monday, Steph. Yeah, yeah. I've met her multiple times. Multiple yeah. times. Okay, yeah, yeah. I met her. At, I'm, at, the, at, I'm the kind of person like, and then I met her at Blizz. Yeah, you've met numerous occasions. Yeah, and I remember you talking. Yeah, I'm the kind of person that, like, have you two met? Like, yeah, we've known each other for like three years. <laughs> um, she's she told me basically that after her 40th or 50th birthday I can't remember she's just like not going to a doctor anymore like that's just a rule huh. like I'm just like if something really fucking hurts I'm just fuck it I'm not going to a doctor like I, I'm just Why? sort of like just cause her, the mentality is like after 50 like whatever happens happens like I don't right. want to like prolong my life more than I have to I think it really depends on the kind of life that you're living at that point. Yeah, it depends on the person. I mean, like, I'm I'm very, very convinced that, like, when both of us get to that age, you're going to be like, okay, we've discovered how to live in our 50s. See, I have a death wish, and I don't know what age this is going to occur at, but I I want to be able to choose the way that I die. If I don't get fucking run over by a semi-truck or something like that, like, if I have the option of choosing how I died... If you have, like, a terminal illness or something? Yeah, terminal illness, or if I just, like, decided, like, okay, this is the time that I'm I'm checking out. I'm going to check out. The way that I would do it is I would skydive with a parachute. But not pull it. But that's the thing. Like, within the, the, the three or four minutes that you're in free fall, you would have to choose whether or not to pull the parachute. And if you pulled it, then obviously you're not ready to die. But if you had the the frame right. of mind to be able to not pull it, I feel like that is the ultimate choice. You know, like you you in that moment or in those so you're setting of up moments, a little like test for yourself, basically. Yeah, exactly. And that's I'm really interesting because I've yeah. thought about this scenario a lot. Like my thing would be because um, I went skydiving when I was fourteen. Oh, I still have yet to do it. It was so cool. But um, I, I thought about um, how I would want to die, and I was like skydiving, or like jumping out of a plane and smacking right. into the earth. I thought that would be pretty badass. Yeah. But my 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 strategy was that I would um, just go skydiving with a parachute a lot. Right. I would just do it and do it and do it until I got used to the free fall. And then yeah. one time I would just go and I just wouldn't have a parachute. But See, that, I was that's, thinking about yours, that too. your way is better though because. Because then you have that. Because what could go wrong with my way is you get close to the edge. You're like, no, 
I want to live. I exactly, want to live. Exactly. But, and then have the worst death ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Fear. But you survive, see, I've thought about it both You can ways. survive that, by the way. There are people right. who survive, like, fucking just, like, falling That from German like, girl in the Amazon. That German girl? Was she the stewardess? No, she wasn't the stewardess. She was going to visit her dad, who was, like, working in South America. She was a German girl. Um... The, the, um, the cargo door on the plane Fiat wasn't lashed properly. So we don't die from falling. basically ripped half the plane out. A whole bunch of seats of people fell oh. out of the plane. She was the only survivor. She landed in the Amazon, strapped to her fucking seat. And she walked around. She was blind in one eye. Like, she was totally fucked. She had broken ribs. She ended up in the Amazon for something like two weeks before somebody found her. But... Werner, Her- Werner Herzog actually did a documentary based on her experience. He took her... God, Werner Herzog is such a fucking insane man, but a brilliant human being. He took this girl on the exact same flight in the exact same seat and had her explain, like, okay, so this is about the time where, like, all the seats of the plane, like, fell out into the into the abyss of the sky. This is where my mom died. Oh, okay, and, like... Okay, so here's where I'm walking out of the wilderness, like, blind, just, like, absolutely insane. In, um, I think it's in Austria, they have a, a statue of her as, like, the, the sole survivor of this, of this fucking crash. So she's Austrian, or? I think she's Austrian, yeah. I have no idea. Um, but, like, I can't fucking imagine. Like, if I'm going to fall off a plane, I want to smack the I just don't want to be terrified hard. before my death. Like, I mean... I'm pretty like there are two things like I, the, I'm pretty fucking squeamish when it comes to blood and needles. Okay. Um, you know, I remember when I was young, I had this talk with my mom. She's like, you know, I support you like experimenting with marijuana or you know uh, psychedelics because this is your mom talking to you. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I, 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 I think that would be not like like I, I think you should go and try, but like that's cool, but like don't try needles. Right. Don't try and I'm like I'm just like laughing like haha. Do you remember when I like passed out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, like I'm I'm like a 200 pound man. <laughs> Baby. You know, at this point, and, and I'm still feel the same way, and I'm like I, I passed the fuck out. When was the last time getting, you got a needle? Well, I I can I can get like a blood blood test sort of thing, but it's like going on a, like a really really harsh roller coaster. Like it's yeah. like my skydiving because it's like. Okay, you can do it. Do it. Just kind I'm of super rush, squeamish like, with them too. I'm yeah. always just like, <sighs> just, like just do it, needles. just do I, like, it. Close my eyes and I'm just like, uh, I like uh, watching the blood come out of my arm. Like, whoa, that's... really? Oh, I can't, yeah, I can't look. I'm, I'm totally yeah. just like watching part of me going into like this little plastic tube that's gonna go who knows the fuck where. Like that's it's, super it's weird. Cool. Yeah, uh, and like it's you whoa. know, but if I were to like, it could not involve seeing my own blood or yeah. falling right. for some reason. Um, I mean, if I wanted to die, the best thing would be to die saving somebody. So you're remembered and right. because you, like, totally. you trade your life you're to someone else. You're a hero else. at that point, right? Exactly. How many but, times have you thought like, like, I don't know, I've had so many like daydreams about like, I don't know, being like 14 years old in class and be like, yo, if there was a school shooter that came into my school, I would totally like climb up into the rafters I would go into the rafters. The school shooter would walk in the door, about to shoot all my friends. Then jump down on the guy with the gun, kick the gun out of his hands. He'd be like, "No, no, don't kill me!" And I'd be like, "Don't worry." Pew, pew. And I'd shoot him in the legs. I wouldn't kill him. I'd just shoot him in the legs. I haven't had the you same. Have those fantasies. I have fantasies like that all the time. Yeah, I've not had the same fantasy, but I've had a fantasy of having a lightsaber duel downtown 
and like saving like everybody in the world sort of thing. <laughs> right. Like this Dark Lord of the Sith shows up out of nowhere and was like, "Fuck, not today," you know, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I would because love it. I would love it if it was just um, like a normal robber who <laughs> you pull out a fucking pulls lightsaber. a knife and then you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like just like you chose the wrong yeah, fucking exactly. bank to rob sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, like over, a like bit of overkill. Really I feel like it's like, like force push, like boom, sort of thing. But you hear about these stories, like there was a there was a guy in California who was like seventy years old. He robbed three banks with a fucking oxygen like tank <laughs> dragging behind him. Like, oh my god! It, it makes me think like it's so easy to rob a bank. Excuse me. You just, I'm guessing that the people who worked at those banks did not give a fuck about their job. Well, no, but you don't give a fuck, and you're also trained. Like, if somebody says, "Hey, give me all your money," you don't go, "No." You go, okay, here it is, here it is, here it is, and then you hit the red button. But, like, this guy eventually ended up getting caught. But, like, he robbed, like, two or three banks with a fucking oxygen tank trailing behind him. Like, Did he at least claim it was something else? Or did he say, this is auction, I can just fuck you up with it? I don't know what he said, but he ended up robbing banks. And I feel like if you do it once... I feel like you just need to do it once. That's the thing. You get greedy, though. Okay, so here's the thing. So are you I recommending like, that everyone rob a bank once no, in their life? No, but I have a technique that actually is kind of racist. But it's playing upon other people's racism, uh, less so than my own racism. So if I were to rob a bank, I would go into a bank, I would wear platform shoes, I would paint my face dark, I would paint my hands dark, I would put on uh, an afro, like a wig, and then the... Like, you tell me you're going to walk into a fucking bank in blackface no, with listen, platform? No, listen, listen, listen. Angela Bassett. And then I put on like Disco the, Rob? I'd, like over your head, you know, the um, the the like tights or the leggings, what are they called? Pantyhose. So what's the, what, what's the, the point of the fake afro head. then? Okay, so so when I walk into the <laughs> bank, the cameras and the people who are describing my, my appearance say like, oh, this black guy walked in like super tall with a big afro. He robbed the bank. As soon as I walk out of the bank, I turn the corner, take off the afro, wash all the shit off my hands, take off my platform shoes, then I'm just like a, a normal right. white guy walking down the street. But I feel like that's a big problem because I don't think people would say it was a black guy. I think they would say it was this guy in a bunch of weird <laughs> no, makeup no, no, with no, pantyhose no. on his face. No, the pantyhose would cover it up. I feel like uh, people would, it's, uh, maybe it's... Uh, when, when, when this is white, why I haven't robbed a bank yet. But... I mean, uh, and then there'd so, be an afro wig and platform <laughs> shoes behind yeah, but you. Yeah, they, they wouldn't know who actually did it. I feel like I feel like I could rob a bank. I feel like I, I could just don't do want to fuck around with that because they have like technology. See, this is the thing of be me being old and not understanding technology, let alone electricity. Like, I don't know what the fuck they have up their sleeves. Like, you know, they have those walls that like just like they just like drop down <laughs> on you. And you don't know which banks yeah. have those sort true, of, you know, true, I'm the same true. way. I'm totally paranoid when it comes to that kind of thing. And like I allegedly <laughs> shoplifted a book from chapters once mm. and I walked allegedly. out. I walked, I allegedly walked out of the store with, um, a, the book that I had taken right. and I didn't need, try to conceal it. I just kind of walked out. Are you talking about and, the Starbucks? Yeah. Door? I, so yeah. in chapter, in a lot of chapters, they have Starbucks and in the one that I was in allegedly, allegedly. I, I, th- you can go th- out of chapters into the Starbucks and then the Starbucks has its own exit. Right. Right. So, and they do have security devices that are go between mm. the Starbucks and the chapters. But I, I felt like, you could just have your books in hand and be like, I haven't, I'm not ready to buy this yet, but I kind of want a coffee right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to walk into the Starbucks and get it. And I'm going to, I, I use that as my excuse if somebody stopped me. Right. And so I walked past and the alarms didn't go off at all. 
<laughs> and so I was like, okay, so hmm, I don't feel like being in the Starbucks so you anymore. Went from, you went basically from a <laughs> the chapters into the Starbucks. Right. But you didn't leave the premises, basically. But I left the building through the Starbucks uh-huh. that had its own exit. That didn't have their own, like, security tag. He, see, here's the thing about and, robbing. And, and so, but, 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 but the, the, the whole, my whole point, though, is like so after they, I. Do they allegedly catch you? They allegedly. No, nothing happened. Like, I, I walked. I was like, nobody's even looking at me right now. So I just, like, walked out of the Starbucks. But I was so paranoid that I literally <laughs> wandered the streets of <laughs> the town where I was in. And for, like, a good half an hour looking over my shoulder, thinking, like, there were helicopters yeah. and cars watching me, gonna stop me for shop. I feel like this is like a pretty divergent reaction between like <laughs> a white guy and a black guy. Like you like you like, like walk and she's like, oh my god, speed like I'm like I'm fucking going home yeah. and hiding my black ass so nobody comes to look at me. Because I'm walking on the street they're gonna look for me from look for me anyway. Anyways, right. Like I'm going yeah. going home, locking the shit down. Yeah. Or it's like dropping the book and going home and I, I was at home all day. Right. Line yeah. up my alibis, I was at home all day. I don't know what you're talking about. For me, for me, it was like I had black. to spend a certain amount of time just like going back and forth around streets, like just, a, like a, sure just like a normal guy, just home, like. Right. <laughs> but oh, I used that's, to be a that's fucking klepto, man. I allegedly used to steal a lot of shit. I used to be part of this stupid little crew that would steal um, emblems off cars. So, oh, like from The Simpsons. That's vandalism. That's Allegedly. alleged vandalism. Alleged vandalism. But that's different. Yeah, no, but that's. I find. I, I don't know. For some reason, I find stupid. that more respectable than just like petty theft. That's also way worse, though, because you're fucking statement. up somebody's car. Yeah, I'm fucking up. I allegedly was fucking up somebody's car, but at the same time, it was just like. I had a little shoebox of like, ooh, VW. Ooh, Mercedes. Just like, it was like little. Volkswagen? I was a fucking magpie, basically. They used to do. They did that on The Simpsons. And remember, they, Bart steals. The emblem on Burns's car, which is this crazy angel statue. Okay, no, I don't. Yeah, he gains popularity. Or Mrs. That Doubtfire, where she like snaps off the thing. She didn't steal it. She's like, <laughs> right. he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he, rest she. in peace. Yeah, and all that shit. Yeah, I know it's the same thing. I don't know. Allegedly, yeah. The I don't same know. Thing. I, I just, I was like a fucking magpie. Like anything shiny, I was just like, hey, let's take this. You know, it's just like I, right. I had no. I have a story for you. Let's hear it. I have a story. <laughs> and you're going to love She's going to laugh your ass off. Right. So basically... You're setting the expectation pretty high. I'm, I, no, but I, I will not disappoint. My ass basically, is ready to be laughed off. If you say your ass is ready, you need to follow it up really quickly with something else. Because I'm going to get like the wrong <laughs> message. I'm going to be like, you fucking homophobic. Fuck you. My ass um, is ready, baby. Basically, <laughs> what was 16, I went to... In, I'm in Alberta. Okay, so this is a thing. Horse camp. Horse camp. You <laughs> go, horse. and it's not like show jumping. It's kind of like you go on like trail rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to horse camp when I was in... It, they did have that in BC. It was the Flying U Ranch. And we would <laughs> we would go, and we uh, learned how to ride horses, and yeah. did ranchy stuff. And okay. I was a heavier kid, so they gave me this obese pony <laughs> who had a fucking death wish. Like, he rode off into the fourth thing <laughs> once, like, fucking knocked me out cold. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> they had a gift shop. Okay. This wasn't this wasn't an overnight capsule. Every night, my mom, every every day, my mom would come out and pick me up. And uh, so, but we'd we'd pass through the gift shop. They had like that. It was like the canteen gift shop thing. And I stole this one. Of, I don't remember what the fuck it was. It was something there, probably shiny as well. Um, I was into like gems and stuff. Yeah, and, exactly. like, They have like kind of shiny. shit there. Something yeah. like that. And um, on you know we. It's an hour and a half back to Calgary. We got home, and 
getting out of the car, I was like, oh, look what I, f- I, I, I'm talking to my mom, like, look what I found in my, uh, my toy chest today. And you know, she's just like, you're full of shit, right? To me, it was like the, 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 the it was like the grandest, most intricate lie ever told. Yeah. Look thing. what I, I found, found in my purse. <laughs> Really, like yeah. a little, like, it fucking says, like, the horse camp that you go to, you just found it today. Yeah. Made found me re- it she woods. made me returned it. She she made me returned it. Returned she it. She made me return it, okay. basically. Um, but this is the thing. The woman was so, first of all, flabbergasted that I brought it back. And What was it, though? I, I don't remember. I have no idea what just it was. some kind of shiny but thing. But it was, like, really, really fucking cheap. She's like, are you, like, really... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. She probably she like probably didn't like give a fuck either. You right. know, like about and your mom the, made you return it. Yeah, I know because like for moral, you know, moral sure. um, parody that sort sure, of sure. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. we make sure that we do this. Um, and I would, I, I just like look here, like this, this bitch does not care. You made me return this. And yeah. this bitch, and she does thinks not I'm care. cute right now. <laughs> exactly, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, oh no, oh, you know, I thought this was like shiny, and she's wow. like, actually, like after like enter this back to the inventory, you're actually <laughs> yeah, fucking my day up. Just like, take it. it, and she offered it back to me. Wow. She offered it back to me, saying, "Here's your award for being a good boy." I think she's, she didn't want to fill wow. out the inventory form. She just, she did not want to in, input See? it back into the inventory. <laughs> And then I was like, "See, this is what happens when like you when you uh, own up to like your sins." And I'm just like, right. "I'm almost like super Christian, by the way." See, I had something um, like that. I don't know. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast before. I never know if I've actually said it on air. But um, we'll say it again. I had a, a similar kind of experience, but I was old enough to not have that like you know, just like oh, here you go, kind of thing. But um, I was in grade eleven, and um, I had a really inept social studies teacher. And tell me if I've told this on the podcast before. I don't know if I have. I will. I would remember. But um, I my the teacher left the room, and I saw on her desk that she had the full final social studies exam. Oh, with all the answers. Ten out of ten would go for that shit. Oh yeah, you told this story before on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I haven't heard it though. Okay. Anyway, so, like, so in so many words, notes. I stole the I stole the exam. I went back to my parents' house. I knew they had a photocopier. Uh, I started photocopying it. For some reason. Like it didn't make any sense. They came home. They weren't supposed to come home. They saw me photocopying something, and I said, "Oh no, don't worry. It's just like the the notes for the school." And they did the same thing. They're like, "Listen, we have to turn you in. This is going to be good for you." And so they turned me in. I got expelled, and blah blah blah. <laughs> like you have to find a new school for me, motherfuckers. Yeah, no. I ended up writing a note and getting back into school. But anyway. See, like, I feel like most parents, if you're photocopying notes, you'd be like, good for you, and, like, walk out, but, like... No, they just knew I was a fuckhead. They knew I was a a really bad kid. Like, they knew they're like, like, this kid is not photocopying. (laughs) They knew, yes. Like, we can't get him to do his fucking homework. There's no way that he's just, like, copying notes out of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) No. See, if camera phones had existed in those days... Yeah, easy. I just could have been like, bing, 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 bing. No, I had to go to my fucking parents' house and photocopy it. Wow. It was so fucking bad. Fucking parents. The worst part about that home. is like, there's this guy in my girlfriend's psychology class that just like, as soon as I got expelled, he was like, hey, baby. Yeah, and yeah, And my girlfriend yeah. was pissed off that I, that I was expelled. And anyway, it was just a bad scene. Bad scene. 
he was like, hey, baby, to your girlfriend. Exactly. Because oh, I thought he was gone. like, towards you. I'm like, this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, he can, he's photocopying bad notes, so apparently he swings both yeah. ways. Okay. No, no, no. So no, that's the thing. He was, okay. uh, he, was, uh, he was an incredible artist. He was like a really good painter. God damn it. We got so much animosity towards great artists. Everyone has high school layups somehow. Yeah. Artists, yeah, well, you know. Fuck them. Fuck them all. That's what they do all day. Besides making art. <laughs> no, shut up. Know? Don't tell me that. I mean, not in high school, I should add. I, mean, I don't know. So you said yeah, that, um, Evan said that like when he, when he knew you, you weren't a homosexual. And then, yeah, the the way that the the way that we used to have awesome conversations about like fucking hot girls and just like oh yeah, cut this but, awesome babe. And then and then you just mentioned that you you grew up super Christian. I'm just wondering if if that's a story. I didn't grow up super Christian. I grew or up, your your mother. My mother's well, Catholic, which almost implies more structural rather than uh, like spiritual things. No, I mean as. Uh, I've never put a label to myself. I've been right. attracted and had relationships with men and women. Uh-huh. So would you um, say you're... I mean, here you go. Hear me I, say. Mean, I, I mean, probably the, bo- the most... Um, if you were to put a name to it, it would be bisexual, of course. Uh-huh. But keeping in mind, I don't put a racial or cultural or n- national label to myself. So I wouldn't say... Right. Oh, I mean, I would say I'm Canadian in the right context. I'm right, abroad right. or whatever, you know, I'm feeling... It was Canada Day, and I'm proud that day, sort of thing. I would say that, um, you know, my parent, my mother is Austrian background. Is it because is it because I mean, you're like it's you have such a diverse sort of background that it's kind of pointless to come up with a label for it? Yeah, and growing up in a very very, my mother is very very open minded, right, and very very supportive. Um, growing up, she was always like that, just sort of like is even it, about it, like sexuality and stuff like that. Everything like when I was young, I used to always play with uh, Polly Pocket, right. Rather than I used to love Polly Pockets. <laughs> yeah, and I thought they were the coolest Max, or like Max, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Um, Mighty Max. We'd, yeah, we'd always go to McDonald's, mm. and they st- actually I heard this the other day, and I was just like, this brought back so many memories. When they give you a Happy Meal, because mm-hmm. um, of course you ordered a Happy Meal, yeah. you know, you get the fucking <laughs> yeah, you get the toy. It was the best. Um, yeah. They they ask you whether you want the girl toy or the boy toy, and I'm like, if you have right. a boy toy back there. <laughs> <laughs> you bring them on out yeah. you know uh, or a girl toy two holes what can I yeah. say uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. that's a good point that being said uh, she would always go on a tirade how dare you know, this is through like the, 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 the drive through speaker and it's just some like you know like acne yeah, brace like, they this, don't like, are you all, like, fucking crying it's like I'm yeah. like, going home and like sleeping the shit off um they, she would go off and say like how like how dare you try and put my son into a box? What if he wants you know? And wow, like, that's really cool. Yeah, she was she was she was very. Mm. And, I mean, she was she's a teacher and she um, she's an early childhood specialist too, and like she's in the psychology of it. So like she is very much like um, challenging the and she had, she did a ton of like uh, I don't want to say drugs. Like she smoked a lot of weed sure. when she was younger. And psychedelic. She was like the party girl kind yeah. of thing. But not too crazy. You know? Got to She was like an some... addict or something like that. <laughs> no, exactly. It was, the like 80s. The it was the 80s and yeah. the, the 70s. Like she's what? She's almost 60 now. So yeah, it would have been the 70s and 80s. Right. Like everyone did that shit yeah. sort of thing. And sort of rebellious teenager. Like when you have like Catholic and German Catholic parents are fucking particularly 
devout you could kind of like go against that so yeah she would always she was always very open about that and um so i grew up with a very fluid you know thinking of like i can be whatever i want to be in fact i kind of not i don't count it as a negative but i kind of wish i had more structure Hmm. because like like this towards everything she's she's like you can study whatever you want do whatever you want be a plumber be a (laughs) carny it allows um, too many options be an artist be whatever you want exactly there was no structure and i'm kind of like i really kind of wish she would but i'm the kind of person i'm very 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 stubborn and very willful if she would have like really tried to like you know drill me into one yeah. certain thing i would have been like yeah fuck you okay exactly you know you right. tell me i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do the exact fucking opposite. you know that's the thing so yeah. it's so kind of like, like how do you rebel against an open like <laughs> yeah. healthy that's, family you know and that's the thing and i feel like there are a lot of people who You're, are like that and like, you just yeah. become like an accountant or something mom if I, was an, if I was an accountant, she would have been less wonderful. Yeah. That's great. And I'd be yeah, like, well, damn it. fuck, I'm an accountant now. You know, <laughs> Nothing against accountants. You know, yeah. like I fucked up my taxes four or five years in a row. Like I, I could have used that knowledge. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like you kind of want, you need some kind of like legacy to follow. But I mean, that aside, um, I I didn't have any sort of guidelines. It's like, this is what boys should do. This is what right. girls should do. Right. This is what... Um, you know, a, a young person should do in general. It was right. kind of just like you know, do your own thing. If it's if it makes you feel good, if it makes you feel like yourself, yeah, then that's great. But um, I mean, I've had the thing is that it, I think sexuality in general, as well as personality, when the two collide, it's just mm. a complete clusterfuck in general. <laughs> yeah. A little bit uh, are very very. Um, diverse things even within one individual right you know like there is sure. and i mean when 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 psychology comes into it and you sort of consider what i mean sexuality is linked to everything else too you know you, we like to pretend that it isn't yeah we kind of yeah. sardonically say oh she has she has you know daddy issues and it's like well yeah i mean like the your relationship with your parents you're like yeah any number of small psychological or uh, not psychological of, of triggers mm-hmm or or events in your childhood can lead to anything else. Sure. Um, so that being said, I just kind of grew up with them being like, okay, well, whatever you feel is what you feel. Mm-hmm. When I came out to my mom, because I, I was important to me that I came out as gay, because it wasn't if I came out as as I like guys and girls, it was like the the important part is that I like men as well. Right. You know. Right. And it was can you want as as a as a teenager, when was that though? Like when, when I was, you, I think I was fourteen. That? I was fourteen, something okay. like that. Um, when you have you, when you're a teenager, you want that shock factor. Yeah, your parents. Uh, Guess what, mom? That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. But not like I, I was more. I was actually I was quite apprehensive because I it wasn't so much that like oh I'm she's afraid I'm afraid she's going to judge me because I knew that wasn't the fact. I was right. afraid she was going to view me as a sexual person. That's right. The, that's that's yeah. it. Yeah. Because and it's here's like the, here's the here's the thing. It's like as a as a straight person. I don't know, like whatever, whatever level of the spectrum that I am. But like as a as a straight person, I feel like that is not a conversation that I have to have with my parents. You know, at, at no point did I have to tell my yeah. mom and dad, like, listen, mom, dad, yeah. I love fucking I love girls. Pussy. I, love I love pussy. pussy. I love pussy. I just want it all the time. Like, listen, well, even but I even at pussy. that age, like fucking girls, like you don't even know what to do with a girl. You don't exactly. know how it is. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it, at no point in my entire life have I ever had to tell anyone. Right, that I love women because it's just it's understood, kind of and it's like, like as yeah, a yeah, man, yeah. I am expected to love women. And what's unfortunate, or I don't know, unfortunate may be the wrong word, but what's kind of interesting, like 
uh, I guess, a different kind of idea about about somebody who is um, sexually non heteronormative. Non heteronormative is that they feel like they have to make that statement, where right. it's like they have to say, like, okay, listen, mom, dad. I know you expect me to be interested in the opposite sex, and I know you want to. I like, like to suck dicks. Yeah. I that's, like that's, to suck dicks. That's I the like thing. That's the, well, but that's the thing. Like, it's like you wouldn't know what, what to do with a dick if you found one. Kid, <laughs> but, but first like, of all, let's just be honest, right there. Yeah. That's that's the thing. That's the crazy thing, though. It's like um, sexuality is such a you know an integral part of just being a human. That um, that's why we're and here. It, and it, that's and it, why but, we're no, born. No, and, Our and, parents and, fucked, and, and we're here. Right. And it's like the actual sexual part of it, for some reason, is this repressed thing, and it's like understood that it's only for reproduction, and we don't even need really need to talk about right. it. Right. You know. <laughs> and and um, for uh, if you're gay, and you you have to you have to have that conversation yeah. where it's like I am because but it's it's so integral because sexuality plays to a degree into your social life that yeah. eventually you will be bringing a person back to exactly the family, yeah like, you know listen this is my person that i am somehow connected to and this is the person that i want to insert myself into or <laughs> right. be inserted but for, but for straight people you yeah, don't have exactly. to have that conversation but for exactly. if you're if you're if you're gay uh you have to say like yes i'm gay and it's like yes yeah. i enjoy putting penises in my mouth yeah you, you know? know it was so is interesting like um my brother's gay and um, I remember a moment. Um, I was, I think I was about, I was 17, he was 15. And I don't know, there was just like a bunch of signs and blah, 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 blah. But I basically straight up asked him, I was like, so are, like, Adam, are, are you gay? And he just, no. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I went to bed and then I hear a knock on my door. <laughs> and uh, he, I was like, come in. He opened my door. He's like, um, and he's wearing a French yeah. maid's costume. <laughs> no, no. This is like an endearing Sorry. story. This is an endearing I'm just story. Just and so he knocked on my door. He opened my door. And he's like, yeah, um, I'm pretty gay. <laughs> I'm pretty gay. Like pretty pregnant. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, I was like, cool, man. And from that point on, it was all good. And like from then on, like, of course, the conversation happened with my parents. My parents are great people. Like, they don't give a shit. Like, it wasn't hard for them at all. It was just like, Yo, we love you. You're my son. Like, I don't give a shit. And I don't know. There's like a little bit of weirdness with like older people in the family, but that's just how yeah. people work. Uh, but it's great. Like, he's. I, I've talked about my brother before on the podcast. Last time I was talking about how he's like this internet celebrity. But like, he is one of the most honest people that I've ever met. Like, totally comfortable with himself that I've ever met. He's just unabashedly him. Yeah. And it's a it's a fascinating thing that comes up on uh, uh, Dan Savage all the time. It's when he's talking about um, like homosexual relationships versus heterosexual relationships, and it, right. it sort of ties into what we're talking about. And it's like if you're in a position where you have to come out as even like anything that's non heteronormative, like whether right. you're homosexual or Beyond bisexual, or even a, just yeah. like you know Queer. really interested in like certain fetishes or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like because as a heterosexual person, having sex is not a conversation. <laughs> it's it's not a conversation I have to have with my parents, yeah, and it's not even a conversation I have to have with the person I'm into. Yeah, it's just understood. It just it, yeah. which is just going to happen because sure. why we talk about it? Yeah, and what I what Savage was talking about is like how um, because you are it is non-heteronormative it's like you by nature you have to have a conversation about <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. and in that way 
it sort of lends itself to a healthier relationship in yeah. a lot of ways because because it's sort yeah. of necessary to have communication well, about it. Like you're talking about you Savage know? and like you hear like all these whether it's Savage or like ask whoever the fuck their name is like all these conversations like hey I'm not having a good time with my boyfriend or like my girlfriend and blah 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 I don't know how to deal with this and I feel like every single one of those questions can be answered by have a conversation talk to your partner like mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's the best way to resolve anything is just have a fucking conversation. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true, and it's it's a it's a power dynamic. Yeah. It's it's not only a conversation. It's it's also like what what you want to divulge and what you want. You want to control what other people think about you. Yeah. As well. Yeah, you, you want know? to keep your your. Image you want you yeah you want to control your in, the, in, in today's society, it's even more of an issue. You want to really control what people think about you. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that today in general. I mean, it's, it's, it's always kind of been that way. Um, I kind of think that as far as like sex, sexuality, you know, um, romance, yeah, um, you know, the, the intimacy in general. Sure, there's the the conversation part. Is you know, you should, you, you can having your the communicating your your wishes your mm-hmm. Thoughts that's important, yeah. Um, but a lot of it should be unsaid, right? As well, if you're trying to explain to your parents, you know, yeah, it depends. Like, we're talking about many overlapping things, yeah, you know, talking to your parents, talking yeah. to the person you're interested in, like, those are completely two they should different be completely things. different worlds, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, too, I mean, it's no, no, um, coincidence that a lot of people choose to to out themselves or identify as this and, and really make I, themselves I, I, out I as teenagers hope, i would hope that we're moving beyond that but because like we're talking about like as a straight person you don't have to tell your parents your parents like hey listen i like pussy but like we're saying like if you identify yourself as gay like that's something that you're supposed to you're supposed to come out you know like as a rite of passage you come out to your parents mm-hmm. and i would hope that and i i have faith that that in the future that's not going to be a thing that we even have to do it's just like you are you and like you know Christmas dinner when you're 22 or whatever you bring somebody over and it yeah. maybe it's a woman maybe it's a man maybe it's a transgendered person who gives a shit it's just a person that you right. connect with yeah. that like has nothing to do sexuality your own yeah. personal sexuality think- has nothing to do with it at that point you're not having to talk about like okay listen mom dad I'm gay or listen mom dad like I like like somebody with tits and also a dick like it's just this is somebody that I connect with and I hope that you respect that I think I think it's definitely going that way. Mm-hmm. Like I think so too. I, I've got but it's a, a, lot a, it's a nice, that. it's a really good outlet for a teenage rebellion. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing too. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like you're still a minority. You know, it's still like when you right. fill out like at university application forms or anything with a government. It's like you, right. you designate yourself as a minority. Right. Well, because- how fucked up is it that you, like, as a gay male in Canada, you can't donate blood? Really? You you if you if you go to donate blood, they ask you a question on the questionnaire, have you had anal sex within the last five years? And if you say yes, they won't accept your blood. Oh, okay, I see. And here's what's fucked up is like as like say you're a straight person. Say I go to donate blood. They say, Have you had anal sex with another with another man in the last five years? I say no. But do they say another man or is it just anal sex? No, another man, like with the with the same gender. And you but, say no. 
Oh, well, that's weird then. Okay, why so would that I could, be the I case? Could, it, it's just, I guess, homophobia in society. Like, it's still there. It's still a Because, like, issue. anal sex is, like, you're more likely to transmit. The thing is, yeah, there are statistically, there are, uh, there's a statistically, it's more higher... a homosexual thing. Like, they used to call AIDS gay cancer. Right, so, but like, that's but it's because like anal sex in and of itself. Even if you're a guy fucking a girl in the ass, you're no, more no, no. It, it, what? It, 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 no, it's not. It's not more likely that you're going to get AIDS based. It's on not like that you're more going to get AIDS, but it's likely that you're going to that there's going to be like break. Yeah, but it's be, but it's because it's because but it's more likely to be transmitted the through anal sex. It has nothing like, to do with anal sex. It has something to do with uh, homosexual anal sex, and so. If I were a straight man, or if, whatever, if I said, okay, if I said, even if I was a gay man, and I said, no, haven't had anal sex in five years, no, haven't had unprotected sex in ten years, blah, 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 they still test the blood. Right, that's what I was going to say, though. Isn't it, isn't it an easily answered question exactly. just you by testing it? So they test and they go, oh, shit, this guy's got HIV, this guy's got right. herpes, like, all this shit, we're not going to use his blood. Uh-huh. So, like, that's what fucking freaks me out, is that, like... Just because you answered a question a particular way, they will deny you. Hmm. Even if they test they your test blood it. for all that they shit test anyway. It anyway. It's just like... Weird. Man, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've given a ton of blood. Yeah, and what? So you answered those questions in the way Falsely. they want to hear, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's actually a criminal offense. Yeah, so, but allegedly. <laughs> so you, know, you allegedly Allegedly. Uh, well, you know what? No, not even allegedly. I did. You know, and I'm very proud of that fact. Yeah. I would, that's something I would, you know... Yeah, and here's the thing. They test it anyway. So who gives a shit how you answer the question Sometimes, if they're yeah. going to test it anyway? It's like, the it's just pure, ever, unadulterated discrimination at that point. That's the thing. It's, it's um... There, there are a ton of draconian laws like that. And do they you know, say... They probably don't even give a reason if they reject you. <laughs> no, they'll just say. Eh, well, it's kind of like sorry. well, I mean, like on the form itself, it says like if you if you have had homosexual sex and you're a male, um, you're more likely to. Have I guess HIV. like you just like don't don't turn this in. You, yeah. you, like you you're not allowed to. Like, That's so it's, weird yeah. though. Like because if you were to press them about that, what would they say? Like our exactly. tests suck. No, what it's it? it's it's draconian. That that that's the way. They basically say, like, it's, it's yeah. the rules. Sorry, I don't have any say. And um, I would assume that they have training for that, like, what to say if a, if a gay man confronts you. Yeah. They probably just, they, they probably are told to, like, just say, sorry, it's the rules. I have no say. I yeah, don't, don't I present your do personal views. It. Sorry, it's nothing to do with me. Exactly, that yeah. kind of thing. But no, it's true. Um, is it proper? No. Is no. it? I mean, but there, there are a lot of laws like that. I mean... But here's the thing, like, the, the laws that were developed were when AIDS was just, like, a completely unknown thing. Nobody knew why all these homosexual people were dropping dead. You know, mm. that's why they called it the gay cancer. Mm. It's just, like, it's unfortunate, but it's true that, like, all these homosexual men were just dying of AIDS all the time. And so, like, obviously, people, like, trying to, trying to get people to donate blood were like, okay, wait, wait a second... We can't have these people yeah. donating blood because they're just going to infect the population. And I feel like it just hasn't changed since that point, you know? Yeah, like things take a while to change. Like, yeah. you know, as a general rule in society, like things take time yeah. to to change. And it will change, hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, like I've noticed definitely in the past, in the past 10 years or more so in the past five years that that 
LGBT rights and and awareness has really really taken a spotlight. Like especially, yeah. like Ellen is really famous now. Yeah, totally. Um, that kind of thing. Um, all of the gay protests, like a lot of countries now. Even like, look at like um, like Modern Family or something like that. You know, yeah, like it, they've and, got the gay couple going on, and like everybody's totally cool with it. Exactly, and it's 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 kind of. But at the same time, regardless of how they're portrayed in the media and how accepted they are in the media, it hasn't changed how they're accepted in day-to-day no. life. You and know? it's going to parallel, I think. I'm just, it's, this just occurs to me now. Something, this hasn't something that I've considered in the past, but it's, yeah. it, I think it would really um, mirror civil rights. Yeah, definitely. Because, yes, I mean, uh, blacks uh, got their rights... Got our I mean, right. I mean, I mean I'm talking that, yeah, too. you know, in, in the 60s and, yeah. well, like, in the, like, segregation ended in the 60s in the South yeah. and, um, but still, there's still a lot of lingering uh, sociocultural inequity and, and biases. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a much broader thing. Yeah. Than sec than sexuality. That's a lot, a lot more all encompassing yeah. thing. But the thing is, like, I what I can imagine is like being two thousand thirty. Sure. You know, twenty thirty, and uh, for example, you, yeah, you, uh, gay marriage is legal everywhere in the United yeah. States. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the United States is pretty much like the the benchmark for, you know, because it's right in the middle. It's not North Korea, but it's not Denmark, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, it's you know and it's just the the leading superpower like it's pretty much if it, if if things are as such there then that's kind of how they're going to be um everywhere um i can see it being a case that like you know gay marriage is legal universally in the, in the united states um i mean there are already a lot of um what what is the percentage of the states that are, where it's legal Oh fuck! I don't know. I know it's. Uh, I think it's Washington, Vermont, Maine. Uh, I think it's like. I want to see. Say I don't like even know the logistics of it. I think it's legal in Canada, right? Yeah. It's right? well. It's Canada. Yeah. It's Canada. South Africa. Okay. Um, Thailand, which is a complete cool thing because they're very, very like open yeah. to different. They're open to third genders even. Um, wow. uh, UK just got it. I think, or they're okay. voting on it. France banned it, or France like voted down the. Uh, or did they pass it? No, I think they passed, but there was heavy, heavy okay. opposition. Okay. It's a very Catholic country. Right. Uh, Denmark, Norway, uh, Germany still doesn't have it. Holland. Huh. Uh, Germany doesn't have it. Sorry. Germany doesn't. No, have but Germany's it. a very like in the, in the south are very very <laughs> Catholic. Funny. And because I think the, of like the stereotypical gay man, and I just think of like, they're very very open. A they're very accent, open to. But, oh hi. Oh, well, the the mayor so. of Berlin, the mayor of Berlin no, is bad. gay. I'm sorry. Um, they're very open to it, but they're very much like um. Don't define it as marriage, right? Kind of thing. Okay. There's, there are a lot yeah, of the Catholics there, of so. Marriage, I get it. Um. And they're very traditional. Yeah, it's like it's in in the south in Bavaria, hmm. and it's the CDU, the Christian Democratic Union, which uh, which the chancellor is a part of, and she's not from Bavaria herself, but the party is like pretty much it's like the Conservative Party, right? Is in control of Germany, huh. sort of thing. So they control that. It, but you know, Germany aside, you know, we're speaking about the world. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there are a lot of countries that have it, and it's like it's you know even if there's no gay marriage, I like guess it's, it's tolerated. 
yeah. sort of thing, which is a, a huge. I mean, even in fifty years' time, it's a huge, huge step. It's so because fucked. it was like who gives a shit, man? Like it's weird enough that a man and a woman want to get together and do something. Like just let everybody do what the fuck they want to do. Just let yourself fall in love, man. What's well, like, the question? It's really the question of like what implications does this have for our society and the, and the posterity? There's nothing. People there's will no... start marrying their toasters. <laughs> well, they don't want society to change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, like it's, God forbid. Yeah, God, God forbid, forbid somebody marry their fucking toaster. You know, if we allow homosexuals to marry each other, then maybe but somebody's going to marry their. It's dog. the concept. It's the concept of change yeah, exactly. itself, not for negative or for po- You know, not in the negative or the positive, but it's the Just, concept. Yeah, of change. Change it's itself, the same reason yeah. that Netherlands banned minarets. This whole right, concept of right. of, of, of uh, Islam in Europe. Yeah, people are saying it's dangerous. It's coming. And it's like these are people who want to get by and live, and they're like, well, you know what? It's our identity. Here's the That's thing, man. Like, you can't deny progress. Like, I, th- this is like a very, very like stupid analogy. But um, did you guys hear about the the Fairmont Vagel Twitter feed? No. No? Okay, so anyway, like, there was, like, this awesome uh, article in Eater Montreal a couple weeks ago about the fact that, like, holy shit, Fairmont Bagel's got an awesome Twitter. And so, like, Fairmont Bagel was tweeting things, like, just, like, uh, Kanye West quotes, just being, like, uh, you know, like, I got 99 problems, but a fresh, hot Montreal Fairmont Bagel ain't one. That's a Jay-Z quote, I believe. Sorry. Anyway. But, (laughs) thank you for that. But, um, so just, like, it's funny because like I was in Blizzard last week and I met the guy who who started this feed, who had nothing to do with Fairmont Bagel. He just realized that there wasn't a Twitter handle called Fairmont Bagel, and, and he so just he, started he it. got it and he just started it and he got all these like interview requests and blah 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 blah, and just like started it out, and just like that's the thing, man. You you can propagate this idea, and I don't know where I'm going with this at all, at all. I, I started to have kind of a, a connection to what we were talking about before, but I got nothing. Andrew, save me. Save me. I'm dead in the water here. I'm flopping. I'm a floppy fish. No, man. You gotta, you're in the shit. You gotta dig yourself <laughs> no, out. No, no. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I, I don't know where I, uh, I was coming from. But, no, no, no. Um, I think what you were saying is how you can't deny progress. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much. You saved me here. Because, so after the fact uh, of this guy being outed as somebody who wasn't Fairmont Bagel, Fairmont emailed him being like, hey, listen, uh, you got to do a public apology. Like, we don't want anything to do with you, blah, blah, blah. Even though he got like thousands of followers and got like, he made Fairmont Bagel a bunch of money. And yet they said, no, don't do this. Like, we don't want you. And yet, if they would have embraced him, if they would have hired him, they would have made so much money. But basically, like Fairmont Bagel ended up being like, an old man yelling at passing trains. You know the just thing like, is, though, they didn't embrace the fact but here's, that here's, people want something else. Here's the thing. Else. Here's the thing, though. Fairmount Bagel is an institution. Yeah. And I love institutions. <laughs> yeah, that's I true. love yeah. tradition. I do. Yeah, like yeah. I love the fact that it hasn't changed ever. Yeah. Like Walensky yeah. is a perfect example. That's true. I love the fact that you walk into Walensky and you just order a weird bologna sandwich. <laughs> yeah, and, no lettuce. And if they, they charge you 50 cents if you don't want mustard on your sandwich. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah, and they've it's been doing fair. it the same way for over 80 years. Yeah, exactly. And Since I love that. I love that yeah. so much. And I wouldn't want them to have a Twitter handle. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. even if, and that's the thing. 
Walensky and Fairmont Bagel, I don't think they care about the money. Yeah. They don't they don't care about making yeah, more money. They don't care about like expanding their business. They don't, they're not they're not in it for the years. capitalist game. They're in it for yeah. bagels. Yeah. They want to keep <laughs> making point. the best bagel yeah. like they have for years, Good you know. Point. Good point. That's what they want. And like I don't think the like if they were to embrace it and they would just become something different. That's not yeah. what they're about. They're about yeah. making the same bagel yeah. forever. For a hundred years. Just because yeah. just because it's the best bagel, yeah. not because it's you know gonna make them money like i don't think anybody who's in the bagel making business is in it for like tons of cash Yeah, good point you know thanks for saving me on that but uh anyway so uh zan's gonna come back and uh sit down on the couch and after us pee um but we've reached uh number three this is three hours okay well i have a couple of things that i wanted to talk about okay so bring it up real quick are we? Is it? Are we on a time limit here? No, no, no. Well, I mean, we're there. Like, okay. we're, we're, well, whatever. Where like, do we want to be? I had a funny scruple. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, you know what? As Zion's coming back from the pee, I really gotta go for. The You're pee. gonna go for the pee. So okay. bring up the the scruple, and I'll come back to it. Well, I'm. Just, I'll talk about something else, and then I'll I'll talk about. So, but just to, just to put a cap on this conversation, I was talking to um, a manager of a restaurant I was working in, and. It was so crazy. He, we were having this conversation, and what's going on? So it's just yeah, okay. Hold on. So I'm back. You're not alone by yourself. Not alone by yourself. You're not alone anymore. Okay. <laughs> so what? What? What did I miss? Oh, not 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 that much. Well, we were talking about Fairmount Bagel having a Twitter feed and how like this guy was inventing a Twitter feed for Fairmount Bagel and they shut him down. And Evan was making the point, like, they should have just embraced it so they could move forward and progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I made the point is, like, no. They're an institution. And what's great about some some things like Fairmont Bagel is they've been doing the same thing amazingly forever. And, like, that's what makes it great is the fact that they've maintained this tradition. And, like, I think in that sense, tradition is a good thing. You know? It's not... I wouldn't say it's a tradition. Uh, it's, a, it's a question of tradition. It's more a condition. A, it's a question of libel like it's just a legal question of yeah like yeah i mean beyond beyond just the legality of it and how you don't want somebody representing you who's not a part of your institution but the thing I, is like what are you talking about but here's the thing it's like human beings aren't bagels <laughs> that's uh, and that's that's what that's i would true. that's what i would say as well and but but what i was getting yeah. into while everybody was gone was the fact that i was having this conversation with um and this just Yourself? ties just ties into the <laughs> yeah with themselves no with, with the listeners obviously <laughs> the listeners, the listeners. Um, but seven no, no, no. subscribers so far but i was ha- but i was talking to um uh this restaurant manager that i had and he was this old italian guy and he uh we were just after work, just drinking and smoking cigars and and talking and and we as you do he was <clears throat> bringing up uh, the like the whole issue of gay marriage and this and that and he's like trying to pass himself off as like somebody who's open and doesn't really care about what sure. people do blah 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 but then he said like he made this point like anybody who's gay had something happen to them in their life that made them gay ooh I don't think so and sorry and it's. I don't buy I mean, that. it's not it's even a matter of buying it. I think it's simply just a false state. Like, no, right. that doesn't... That's, yeah, that's not true. Like, it's just well, a total false statement. I'm going to totally drop a bomb on you and say that he was probably right. You think so? Because sexuality is learned. I mean, it's... I mean, I would say that straight people had something in their life that happened that said they should be straight. Everyone, but what about... People, okay. I mean, human beings arrive on this planet with, you know... 
with clean uh, slate with, with their yeah, with their sexual organs, yeah. and at some point in their life they will probably want to have sex. Because right. I want to say, I say probably, yeah. because there are people who, out there who are asexual. Sure, yeah, you yeah. Know? that's true. Um, who don't feel the need or desire, they don't, sex is not a factor in their yeah. life. So it, in respect to the people, I would say that, that you know, that, that, that there's that. Um, but, you know, for most people, yes, there is going to be that element of sexuality in your life. Now, because we grew up in a society where, you know, where everyone is, having sex with the opposite gender yeah um that's what we grew Which up with expected. and i mean like I, I i don't i don't possess enough knowledge um or or education to be able to say you know um we have a, a biological drive to, right. to this or that right. but i mean yes i mean the, there I, I do believe there's a biological element to it like okay. you do want to have sex I mean that's but that's that's part, like, stories, it's like self propagation. Like eight years old who are just like you're they're they, like this eight year old kid. Their parents know like, well, my son's gay. Like he he like he doesn't. No, like, what I mean is like you want to have sex, sure, not with okay. any you know particular gender, but you right, want to right, have right. sex yeah. because like your yeah. your body you telling you, you have, go, sex. Eh, I have it, sex. I mean, it feels good for a reason. If, right. If if, you, if sex didn't feel good, and it was just purely for, for procreation. You would do it once a year, and you would exactly. So. There's that need. There's that desire to have sex, right? You know, as a as a starting point. Now, because um, we grow up with it, I right. mean, I, I believe that gender is a learned role. I believe that. I mean, like not 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 sex. Sex is what you're heard born about with. Doctor Money. I've not heard of Doctor Money. Doctor Money. Name. Boy with no penis. I, I, I doc, I've not heard of Doctor Money. Okay. Like I said, I like his name. But so I'm before not, you continue with this, let me just like preface this. There's this guy named Dr. Money who was a psychologist. Uh, there was a kid who was born in Manitoba. Uh, one of two twins, one of two male twins. Yes, not, a circumcision yeah. went wrong. They burned off his penis and they said, okay, we because there's no distinction between... Ah, uh, god damn it. Technical fuck up. Technical fuck up. Do you hear the um, delay? Okay. We've entered the twilight zone. Before we continue this... Zan, would you like to become one of our continuing podcast menders? Menders? <laughs> Members? Uh, I love how you're ask, asking me this on the air because I yeah. can't refuse you. Okay, okay. I'm going to take these you off. You can say at no. This point, no. no at of course, this point, but yes, of course. At this point, we can reset the computer, blah, blah, blah. We're already at the point where we're about to end the podcast. So, I say we give it a good time. five minutes and see what happens. Because I want to see if I can talk and deliver a coherent sentence yeah, while hearing myself strange. and lag. Okay, let's try this. And for those of you lis- listening, um, this is very difficult to do. It's hard. Because I'm listening to myself, but I'm talking at the same time. <laughs> This is really every time this happens, I just start screaming every time I start <laughs> hearing myself back, and it's like go cool, like full Helen Keller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is really. Well, difficult. I figure if I take like one headphone off, or actually both off, you can just like talk and oh, yeah. And Why go don't we just take the headphones off? We can talk with this. Problem solved. Problem solved. And speaking of recurring guests, I'm I'm thinking that you should invite Stephanie on this. I think we've got a lot of people lined up to like. I think Stephanie yeah, would be great. Though. Steph would be a great guest. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. She has a lot, of, especially on this last topic. But yeah. I, but I wanted to get into this idea about um, 
whether sexuality is like learned or something specific has to happen to you to make you a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's necessary. Is that is that really well, true? I feel like, I, 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 I give the, the example scale. of like someone who's just born in a purely like I can still hear myself. <laughs> yeah. Turn down the, the headphones here. There we go. In, in a society where everybody's expected to be heterosexual, everybody's expected to be this or that. You turn mine up. I want. I'm actually. No, 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 no. Don't. It's. Tough. Don't do it. Okay, no, fine. Don't. We'll just. All right. Listen. <laughs> well, okay. everybody's expected to be a certain way, and yet people are born who are homosexual or are have other desires, mm-hmm. and they just repress them or they don't. Like, granted, I don't have yeah. a lot of experience because I'm heterosexual and I was sort of born of this so maybe That's i was something telling I was, yourself andrew well maybe maybe i was you know but but on the other hand i was born into a very accepting family and i had yeah. gay relatives and yeah. they just it was explained to me at an early age and i had experiences with young kids of my age who like we like experimented sexually as like young boys together and like does That's that common thing it didn't happen you know i, I, I grew up and i'm just not a heteros or a homosexual person like men don't turn me on sexually mm-hmm. it just isn't like, mm-hmm. an occurrence you know so uh, yeah it just it just when he said like something like happened to you and some traumatic event like or not even no traumatic, not, but, no, i mean i don't feel like it's i mean that. i feel like some people are just like listen to lady gaga man born this way baby yeah i mean that was are really you familiar with dsm to say it but like with what the the diagnostic um, and statistic manuals the DSM is basically the the mental illness bible yeah, right it's like yeah, yeah yeah super okay yeah, yeah yeah I know exactly yeah it's basically what all psychiatrists and psychologists refer to when they diagnose mental illness and basically if it's in that book it's considered a mental illness right. and, mm-hmm. and homosexuality was in it until Still in I don't know when it's not in there anymore no no it's it's been out there for quite some okay. time um, but it was in there for quite quite some time as well. Um, there are still things that are in it, uh, like pedophilia is in it. Right. Um, uh, some things, there are still some things I, I want to say. I, Addiction I'm not is a weird one that shows up. And I heard an interesting fact that mm-hmm. the earliest permutation of addiction showing up in the DSM was it was only gambling. <laughs> was the actual there are only whole, recognized there are addiction. Totally, there are, like, wow. The DSM, I'm not sure when it was. For, the, we're on the DSM 5 now. Right. Because they republish editions mm-hmm. every like so often. Um, I don't know when the first edition came out. I want to say probably the forties or fifties, because before that they didn't even shit towards yeah. mental illness. And there's like you're just fucking insane. But then it was just like, like you could be a like, suffragette. Oh, you got some interesting bumps on your head, that means right. you're gonna be Yeah, a and it's like if like like you can read a list of, of um prerequisites to enter an asylum from the thirties, and it was like one of the most like um hysteria. Right. And it was like, oh, oh, what? Okay, yeah. so basically, just go to a doctor. What the fuck does finger bang you? And but then I, you'll be fine. I, I feel, I feel yeah, like, yeah, the I finger feel like things like that exist now, like ADD, for example. Yeah. So I want to address that. What you said, this finger bang. You know, that's why vibrators exist. Yeah. They were doctors' tools to basically cure shove, hysteria. To, to, they, right. Yeah, because they didn't want. They, 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 they were tired of fingering their, their female patients. Sexual being. Yeah. But what you were saying, are you acquainted with the Kinsey scale? Yes, very vaguely. Which it basically, it's a, it's a simple concept that basically stipulates that there is no gay or straight. There's basically a everyone's spectrum, on a spectrum, on a spectrum yeah. right? Because there are people. I mean, everyone has a weird like sexuality is is such a such an incomprehensible Fluid? thing incomprehensible, and fluid thing. Yeah. Because it's just something that we don't really. Yeah, know I mean, about. There, there's some people that like 
I, I've talked to people. I've had it myself. Mm. Um, but there's people who are who are um, what is the word? Uh, exclusively heterosexual, but they have this. There's this one guy that they cannot stop. Thinking <laughs> yeah, about. totally. It's just like oh God, you know, and it's not a man it's crush. It's like I really so want to like just be around him. Yeah. You know, I have that feeling. You know, and it's like there's with, a one person that if like you know if I had to maybe it's not like as sexual as like because I mean I think with 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 or they just satisfy certain emotional mm-hmm. and the thing is like, like sexuality is not just about sex it's about emotional too there I mean it's it's, it's romantic yeah. it's it's just such a it's such a broad broad and I feel like field. it's something that just gets broken down by the language we have yeah which that's the thing too doesn't and that's do a, a good job of summing it up so we say sexuality it's like we don't even know what we're fucking talking there, about and there are many many. Uh, Publications on the language of sexuality because it's, it's the thing that like language does lag behind concept mm. yeah. in a lot of ways. You can't and really just behavior and yeah. you can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't describe. And, and there, there are things where there, there's a, a term in Thai, for example, or you know, uh, or Hindi or something like that that does not exist in English. So like, right. For example, like or German, like how they have all those great compound words that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, like the compound words in German are pretty much like the same thing in English. They right, like, put them together, really you know. Easily, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, like there are some in German, of course, like but not towards sexuality that I can think of. But like Thai, for example, like a third gender. Isn't there a word in German? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there? There's a word in German that's like a certain type of horniness that you feel at dusk <laughs> does that exist I mean it could be like very idiomatic or for the thing is like you, I didn't grow up in Germany okay or Austria so there are like slang terms or modern terms I really but I've heard a lot of with. words like that that it's just like is something I don't know <laughs> it could be it could be something that like a word for it yeah I mean, there are people who grew up speaking English that I've never heard of, like, kill two birds with one stone. Mm. It could be something I like... like uh, I get two birds stoned at once. Exactly. Like, I mean, it could be something like that. I, I, I don't know of it. It could yeah. be. It could be a regional thing, too, because, they're, like, the regions are very different in terms right. of their language and... Um, but, sorry, we're going off on a million yeah, tangents to go... Sure. Yeah, sure. But back to sexuality. Yeah, I think that uh, definitely it's a thing that can't be brought back or brought like simmer down to one you know one like one causation kind one of thing, causation right? yeah. and i think it's kind of one of those things where we need to sort of consign in our consciousnesses conscience con- yes. consigned in our minds right. to basically being like we don't understand it now so basically safe to say it's best to be as open as possible yeah. you know because right. We walk around with with cell phones that could be giving us massive brain cancer. It takes twenty <laughs> years to research right, so the cause of cancer. So in like two thousand nineteen, like brain cancer could like go on like a two thousand percent rise. Yeah. We don't even you know, know. and we, we don't care because it's convenient. Idea. We like it. It's convenient. So yeah, it's basically great. like, why don't we just go with it? It makes the lives easier right now. You know, but the, the bigger question and the con- the, the concept that is at the heart of the the whole struggle for you know for many countries and it's it's, an, it's a national debate you know is contextualized as a, as a national debate is what impact does this have for future generations mm. and in the united states they want to phrase it as what does this mean for our children for the for our for americanness for our faith 
for Europe, it's like, well, what's this mean for for being Danish or for being German? What does, sure. like what's going to happen? Are people going to grow up in twenty years time thinking that a typical Dane or a typical <laughs> German is gay? Right. And it's like, yeah, of course. Like, just chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. You can have as long as it doesn't hurt somebody as else. As long as people right. are intrinsically good. Well, I think you know, gonna be okay. and I can, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're coming towards the end. But if yeah. I were to say something, you know, you know, poignant to sort of end us off, I'm uh, not saying I have the last word, but just no, sort of like, it, you know, man. it's basically that. Like, I saw the movie Exodus last night. It was utter shit. <laughs> of course, it was. You know, it, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was entertaining. It wasn't like okay. Noah. That, right. that Noah film wasn't like yeah. shit like that. But it was, it was entertaining. <laughs> But it was interesting in that it made me think about how things have progressed in, you know, 5,000 years time, 4,000 years Mm -hmm. time, something like that. Um, In that, like, what are we planning for ourselves as a society? Uh, Where are we going? What is acceptable? Things like that. And it occurs to me when I I was watching that, just like all of these... To be honest, I've completely forgotten what my point was. So I'm just trying to like spin <laughs> off okay, on it, around, try man. to sort of like wheel a background, sort of think yeah. about it again. Um, just watching it and think, you know, seeing all of the same shit that yeah. we deal with today still, you know, happening four thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly. it kind of fills you with a pessimism, but it can also fill you with a hope because people surmount that shit back then. Yeah. Surmounted that then shit, we might as well be. Able we can, to may do as well it do it now. Um, but I just sort of gives the impression that you don't really have control over what happens. Right. You know? And you I mean, if, it, that's, if, that, if that would be, if I could impart that as a theme of the, of, of the, the session that we've had, that would be it. That we don't have control over what happens. Better just have fun with it, go with it, and hopefully it turns out for the best. And, yeah. That's it, man. Great I hear the theme song. Note. Great final note. Fucking Same. A plus guest. Thank you You're so back much anytime. for coming in. I wish we were able to sell our headphones on because I will be back. You'll be back, man. You are. I will uh, be back. Um, I, I, somebody keeps <laughs> calling me as I'm trying to play the song, but uh, anyway, Hodge thank Hodge. you so much for coming, man. No problem. This is great, and uh, this may be a little Easter egg as to whatever the fuck happens with the podcast from now on. Looking up at the stars of